Welcome, friends. It's 11 o'clock comics 108. Oh, yeah. And I'm out. Yep. That's it's on early moan. I'll be back to say goodnight, folks. And, uh, Bye, folks. You know what's a bummer? When you get your DCBS order confirmation that your shipment's coming, and then you click on the link to see what's in the shipping, and you're expecting something to be in there, and it's not in there. Oh, yeah. You're right. That That is a downer. That's why I don't do that. See, I thought uh, I thought my Black Panther statue was going to be in there. Oh, no. Those are usually... Those are almost as bad as as, uh, as DC advanced solicits. Oh, <laughs> Dude, speaking of DC advanced solicits, did, did you see in this month's previews the last issue of the first arc of American Vampire is in the solicit, and then the hardcover of the So I was, but the hardcover is pre-solicited for September. Nice. Oh, that's why. Back to school, everybody. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, yeah. Colin, I got you American Vampire for the start of uh, your second <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Craziness, craziness. Hard. All right, I think we've vamped enough, right? Yeah. There Maybe a little bit. It's a little strange tonight, it obviously, is. Oh, because oh, we, we're missing a, a person. But mm. I think that, well, yeah, but that's... I, I Fourth think leg of the stool. Yeah. Yeah, but, then, yeah. but, but there's no dark cloud. <laughs> tonight. It's, it's just, true. This is going to be un- a shiny, happy episode. Actually, this kind of works because Siege number four came out today. That's so right, but we can't things. talk about it because no, your ass didn't read it. about it because, yeah, I don't, am I the only one who didn't? Oh, my God. I did, I did not read it. Thank <laughs> you. How was it, Vince? Well, let's get into the show first. Okay. Oh, okay. Hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock comics. Look at this. <laughs> I'm Vince B. And oh, my God, what a week this was. We'll get into it in a couple minutes. Go. Totally unprepared. Off the cuff. Uh, I'm, I'm David Price. <laughs> and I am Gentoo, Lord of the Tetalians. <laughs> no, you're not. You sounded creepy. <laughs> You're not. You're Jason Wood. And as we alluded to earlier, Chris Neesman is not able to be with us tonight. He is not. He's not. I know there are people slitting their wrists across the country right now. Well, but a lot of people are sitting, oh, great, it's going to be 100% Marvel this week. He's on, yeah. he's on, he's on uh, suspended without without pay. Is that it? He's, no. Yes, that's right. The, uh, right? The the conservative Republican contingent of eleven o'clock comics <laughs> just got raging hard on. Yo, we can yeah, listen. We can listen again. <laughs> no, but Chris is uh, on assignment in uh, Mbopo, uh researching something. <laughs> so we will catch up with him again next week. But okay. see, we like to plan out things here and give you more value for your. Of course. Um, there's no tell. there's no podcasting. I'm not gonna tell them. I'm just gonna okay, I'm gonna right, okay. I'm gonna tease it. For your pod- the show notes either. I'm not. For your all podcasting right. dollar, we've set up something for the second hour of our show that's going to be nice. really cool. we got a guest, and nice. uh, we'll sneak his uh, beautiful ass in later. But we have lots to talk about, a whole bunch of things. And uh, I'll start off the drink roll call because uh, okay. Chris is not here, and as everyone knows, I drink the most alcohol out of the four of us. Yes. I am drinking that uh, lime Peppy Mac stuff, the... 
ceasefire stuff. Okay. I know. She bought like 12 bottles of it. And I can't I, blame her. See, that's a good woman. My, my wife buys the Diet Dr. Pepper in the uh, volume as well. So I got to get My her wife buys that. everything in volume. Uh, if an atomic bomb took out uh, Pennsylvania and we were the sole survivors, we could seriously live on everything we have in stock for at least a year. Sweet. Not Lord. kidding. She she's a preparer. She she Can't likes wait to meet your wife someday. Yeah, okay. And when I say meet, I mean meet in meet, a conjugal way. M E A T. You can. She will let you. She probably would find you very attractive. Because I do. Nice. You know. There you go. So yeah, Peppy Mac. Next? <laughs> go, Jason. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking Stella Artois. Oh yeah. Hey, my hand. French. Is that very French? Good. It's very, very good. It, uh, for those of you who uh, hung out with me at uh, Cidos Eros, uh, I, I, was, I drank quite a bit of it uh, that weekend as well. Two people just said, huh? What? They talk about me? Where? If you were Hillary Barter or Will Pfeiffer or, or, uh, Adam or, or, or the people or at the Herald's or, Chicken Shack. Or, yeah, or, 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 Jim or, or Joe, Joe Quesada. Yeah. Listen to David with a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Dan Diddy, Didio, or uh, you know the dildo, yeah. Jimmy oh. Chung, Jimmy Chung that morning, or Cliff Chang, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we're getting the, off to a rocking start here. We are. <laughs> Should be here because uh, I am about to try. I'm going to crack this open. This is for Templar. This is for Mr. Matt Burden. He he asked me to uh, to take the first sip of this on the air. I am not a big um, beer drinker. No. No, I'm not really. Uh, yeah, not 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 a big fan of it. So, I was at the beverage mart yesterday, and this place has a little bit of everything. And I remember Chris was drinking some Dogfish Head. So I called him up yesterday, asked him what uh, what he was drinking, and I didn't get that. I picked up Old School, which is a barley wine style ale, fifteen oh, percent yeah. alcohol by volume. And okay, wait. All right, Ooh, live eleven o'clock. Well, I, heard, I heard the cap open. Yeah, sweet. Oh, that's pretty good. You actually, I like you, this. Look at that. You actually did it. You 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 drank a f- the first sip on, on the air. I like this. this yeah, I'm gonna is have cool. more of this. I'm gonna have some of mine too, and let you listen yeah, to me. Hold on here. Slurp it. Mm. Let it let it drip down your chin. Oh. So, David, how was the mouthfeel? Very <laughs> 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 good. Thanks for asking. Hey now. All right. So we got that out of the way. And let's get the other thing out of the way because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these guys. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can corral huge discounts on your favorite comics and collectibles, 35, 45, 55, sometimes... Select items are 75% off. You can get a first issue for like a freaking quarter sometimes. It's crazy. And after you're done with those amazing discounts, you can hop on over to www.summitcitycomiccon.com because it is coming very soon. May 22nd. That's not too far away. My kids will be going gaga on the 23rd because it's the release of Super Mario Galaxy 2. They are, Ooh. they are bite, they have their fingernails bitten right I down to the, the first one. it's a great game, isn't it? It is. But anyway, summitcitycomiccon.com, you can find out about this show. It's on May 22nd. It's a one day show. $10 gets you in. But if you're an artist, you get a free table to hawk your wares. That is very cool. Some of the people that are going to be there, friends and, uh, 
people we love. Uh, Adam Besson Yodi is going to be there. Andy Jewett, the King. Ben Teed, Chris Burnham, Gary Friedrich. Ghost Rider Man, Hilary Barda, Jeffrey Brown, Jim Nelson, Jim Rugg, John Colsar, Katie Cook, Matt Kent, Mike Norton, kicking ass on Shazam, Robert Atkins, Mr. G.I. Joe, Ryan Stegman, recently signed exclusive to Marvel, yet yet the bastard does not return tweets. Okay, that's all right. No, I, I, I can think celebrating uh, in yeah, situ. I think he's tired uh, a little. No, man, um, I I gave him a congratulations. And he didn't say shit, and then one person gave him a congratulations after me, and he's like, "Oh, thanks, right to them." So I love oh, you, Ryan shit. Segment. I really do. You're great. Uh, Steve Bryant, Tim Seeley, Tom Cioli from Godland. It's gonna be a crazy show. May twenty second, twenty ten. Check it out. SummitCityComicCon.com. Booyah! There we go. What? I think it is a very good thing to be Marvel this week because Marvel had a slew of killer books come out this week. You ain't lying. It, it, it was a golden week. Well, yeah. See, I wasn't being creative. I mean, killer isn't good. It, it was a, a golden week for Marvel. Oh, my Godzilla. Siege number four came out. How was it? Very, very satisfying. I, I won't reveal anything because, you know, it just came out today. I don't want to spoil it. I don't so the jerk. fourth issue was... What the first issue was not. Thank you for bringing that up, David. Of I course, mean, you know I don't want to no. like prick at the scab or anything. Right. I think uh, Siege was in in essence uh, a three issue miniseries. Ah. Because <laughs> I I still think the first issue was very very weak, but the fourth, very good, very satisfying. Wrapped it all up. It's like the brand new day for the rest of the Marvel U. Mm-hmm. It's ah. it's it's all sunny and cheerful and and there's. Uh, the Marvel Universe is ripe with possibilities now, and none of them are depressing yet. I'm sure they'll put a spin on it somewhere along the line and have some mm-hmm. some some bad doings. Did Hawkeye lose an arm? Did he get half his arm? No, they oh, that, oh, no, they right, don't okay. go for the cheap route. They, oh, they, right. You know, they they took the high road in this. No, it was really good, very very good. The art, oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I can't say anything about it without revealing the uh, specifics, but I think they kind of spoiled part of it themselves with the creatively named one shot that that came out today as well. It, just great stuff. Congratulations to Bendis and crew for what was what should be the format for miniseries at Marvel from now on. What the the event miniseries? Doom and four. Yeah. Yeah, because it worked out really well. None of this eight-issue drawn-out stuff and and 12-issue embedded things. No, you don't need that. He just proved it, that that you can do a very, very uh, satisfying uh, event in four issues. Well, three and 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 they're not letting you catch your breath because a week from now, it'll be Avengers Day, and and the new status quo will begin. So it's not like, okay, we're going to give you a couple weeks to, to just... Soak this all in, and now we're taking off from from here. It was uh, it was playing pretty well, and I, I we've we we saw it with Secret Invasion and and even Civil War. I mean, it was only seven issues. You had the delays, but you're right. We're, we're four issues in and out. We can move on. It's not so much move on to the next thing, but just, just tell this story. And Siege moved kind of quickly too. It was like it was, <laughs> uh, I mean, what, yeah, was it like all over like the matter yes, of, of hours. It's like you know what too, and I think that was by design. I think. Oh, I think yeah. Bendis, Bendis is, is nothing if not aware of his critics, and I think he said, all right, so you all think I drag things out, and uh, I can't, I can't, uh, I, I, I meander too much during my events, I'm going to give you four issues of the plow, and just oh, right. to the start, wall. start the finish. And it, it was very smartly conceived, too, because there are two characters 
in uh, part of number three and all of number four that takes center mm-hmm. stage. And and what are those two characters? Uh, Iron Man it, and Thor. They're not stupid. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man hits big, as we've seen this past weekend, and teases a little bit at a movie that's coming up soon. And they have a volume now that they can hand to first-time um People that encounter the Marvel Universe and say, "Hey, do you guys like the Iron Man and the the uh, Thor movie?" There you go. This book features both of them pretty uh, prominently. Read it because it's great. Just like a free comic book day. Smartly conceived, very good. Booyah! And Ooh, just yeah, it's all over the place. It's crazy. Uh, and then there was uh, that wasn't the only thing Marvel put out this week, was it? <laughs> You're baiting me, aren't you? Because he's oh, Whatever David. You mean. David, three covers today on Marvel's project. Guess which oh. one I bought? Alan Davis. <laughs> you betcha. Wrap you around, know it. Wrap around cover by Alan Davis. How could nice. you pass that up? You can't. You, you know can't. It. Yeah, it's you, so if you, good. If you love comics, you can't. If you love comics, and we do love, love comics. If you love 80s hairstyles, yes, Alan Davis is the one to get. Oh, don't. Man, dude, really? Uh, gotta be no, what are you kidding me? First of all, I love Chris. the man, but seriously. Seriously though, hey, hairstyles—he—he's even said it. Come on, yeah. Hey, By the way, speaking of that, uh, way back Wednesday, David, today you did way back Wednesday, and you pulled out uh, a thread from 2008. I can't believe it's been that long. Where you asked us to list our favorite uh, art, our favorite characters, and and the artists that rep- you know, which I, what was the the favorite? I'm tongue tied. The was your favorite version. Of, thank you, thank of you. Right, right. And you picked, as I recall, Alan Davis on Batman. Did you know? Hell's yes. Hell's yes, yeah. That that is uh that is my definitely my, my, my go to I mean whether you go back to, to, to Detective Comics and and uh and the uh, the oh what was it? The uh the, the, the one shot with the not not the Reaper, but Full uh, Circle. That was it, thank you. Yes. And and before they, they kicked him off to do how about two. me answering a Batman question? There you go. Look at you. Because it was a good you, Batman story. Yeah, you're you right. Listeners may not realize that you, in fact, for a good part of your comic reading life, were quite the Superman and Batman aficionado. Yeah, I love Superman. Oh, speaking and of Batman. Batman, real quick, I don't, I don't know if you just even bothered stopping through any of the the DC solicits <laughs> in the previous. They put out solicits, really? I, but did did you for the, what? Um, I think it was uh, maybe Batman seven hundred one. I'm kidding. Yeah. Grant Morrison is is back. Tony Daniels is, is is doing the art. They're actually going to explain what happened between R.I.P. and Final Crisis. Right. So that, yes, that helicopter crashing into the river and everything. So whatever you and Sal were going on about over a year ago, we'll find out if which one of you was full of shit or pulling something. I, out of your butt. I will, of course, be right. In, in, yeah, uh, I know. In, I know. Yes, in my guess that it was the devil. But uh, it, it's uh-huh. um, no Alan Davis definitely. The, I very few people draw Batman as as well as uh, in my eyes as well as he does. As How about Robin? Does. Do you include Robin in that as well? Because it was the pair. It was it was the pair. It was it was it was the Jason Todd Robin before Jason Todd became a dick. Right. Uh, Ouch. Ouch! It was uh, it was before we 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 were more than happy to call the nine hundred number to have him killed. It was um, yeah yeah no it was I mean the whole th- I mean Batman had. Batman's had some really, I mean, and, and, and I listed, I think, my top three. I, I didn't include Bry Fogel. I didn't include Aparo. I, I said, um, Alan Davis, Don Newton, and, uh, and of course, Matt Wagner, or as far mm-hmm. as my, my top three for Batman. Right. But Alan Davis, it doesn't, I will look, I will buy anything 
Alan Davis draws, whether it's it's a JLA Elsewhere story, whether it's whether it's X Men Ghost Boxes. Uh, yeah, well, no, see that I didn't get actually. <laughs> I didn't get that. I, oh, I have to say, no. I can't blame you for that, but I still bought it. <laughs> I know. Um, Fifty no, cents, is, baby, wild pig, woot. I am. I am woot. so. I'm. I'm this close to uh, to getting Avengers Prime. In the single issues, a bi-monthly miniseries, even though I'm pretty sure that'll look real sweet all collected, so I'm still on the fence as to which way I'm going with that one. Yeah, yeah I've, decided, I, uh, I've decided the hard, the hard me cover. Me too, yeah. me too, yeah. because for me, the more Alan Davis collected editions I can have, the better. So for once, just this once, it seems like I'm being smart and avoiding the double dip. Even though it's going to take almost a year. I know. I know. It's going to be painful. But still, I mean, how often, I mean, that's, when was the last time we got Alan Davis interiors anyway? So... Uh, uh, ghost boxes. Uh, no. Yeah, well, well, for 10, the 16, the Avengers Utopia one shot. Thank you. Yes, yeah. the list, the list. Yeah, the list. And yeah. Uh, and also he did uh, what was uh, what's the name of the the name's escaped me right now. I talked about it. The um his 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 um his creator own well, well the sorry, clandestine stuff. Yeah, clandestine oh, stuff. Yeah, I got the hardcover of that. Though. That is gorgeous, mm-hmm. gorgeous. Okay, back to the Marvel stuff this week. This could be like Marvel noise. In addition to Siege Number Four and that very creatively named one shot, we got some more Bacalo on Amazing Six Thirty One. Okay. We got. I know. I think we got Web of Spider Man, which was great. But I okay. think the book you're, you're talking about is World War Hulks, is Hulk number 22 specifically. Hulk number 22, yes. Where we finally, finally, the identities of the Reds have been revealed. He Booyah. actually delivered. He promised he, he was did. going to, and he did it. And I think they delivered a month earlier because there have been people tweeting today and say, oh, I can't wait till 25 or 23. The, yeah. I guess it's a double size where they reveal the identity of the Red Hulk. And I, I don't like to be a jerk online and say and correct people. That's David's job. But uh, it, it, it's been done today. And I, I again, I thought it was pretty cool. Not Not entirely unexpected, but pretty cool. We won't spoil it, but I will no. say for those that that for some reason don't plan on reading it or are curious in that way, I will just say that uh, hats off to our buddy and iFanboy host Ron Richards for um, having a very good deductive reasoning when it came to this particular subject. Yeah. Ron is uh, very sharp. Very sharp. Visually, the issue is a revelation. It's it's Mm -hmm. astounding. It's... Guess who colored it? On one of those pages. Do you know who colored it? We haven't said this name in quite a while. Val Staples. Maury Hollowell. Oh, yeah. Mo Hollowell. Okay, yes. cool. Yeah. Nice. In, in conjunction with Chris Sotomayor. Nice. Uh, McGinnis is becoming a comic book god. He He's becoming very he's close to... Yeah, okay. To, he's sitting at the right hand of Kirby right now. Oh, we wow. Have, we have hulked out versions of the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, Thor, Captain America... Each design, they're fantastic, and mm-hmm. even even uh, Storm looks kind of cool, all ugly yeah. and hooked out. That that's how I kind of like her, all ugly. But um, there's one section when the Fantastic Four pop out. Guess who hulked out along with Johnny and uh, the Thing? Sue, <laughs> Na- naked, hulked out. Sue Storm Richards. Oh my wow. god! And there's one panel where she's doing a Is flip. She bootylicious, dude. I mean, uh, if she, yeah. if she would, no, it's the front view. If, if she was oh. not transparent, it'd be all aired out for everybody the to guns see. Guns of Navarone are in full full effect. No, the honeypot. Yeah, oh. in your face. It's beautiful, beautiful. Really? And, yeah, and Spider Hulk and a hulked out Wolverine. This is just. 
this is popcorn. I am loving every page of this thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil, but uh, Maury did a, and Chris did a great job on the, uh, especially the skin tones on the on the Red Hulks because mm-hmm. shade, shading uh, red is kind of difficult, and and they pulled it off very nicely. It's beautifully realized. It's painterly too, which we expect from Maury. I mean, the the yeah. guy likes to likes to go all out, and and this issue is no exception. And another Hulk book came out today. Hulk, uh, what is it, 609, uh, and there's another big to-do in this one, which kind of hinges on the reveal in 22, and I won't reveal that either. But Paul Pelletier, again, Marvel, My boy. somebody said this online uh, on our forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or www.11oclockcomics.com. Somebody said that Marvel's artists are stronger than DC's at the moment. I'm going to have to agree that, yeah. with that. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I was going to say, I don't what? think it's just yeah. the artists. Um, and that's, and that's no, I mean, I'm not saying that, I mean, DC obviously has Gail Simone and Jeff Johns and, and Grant Morrison and they, and the newer guys like, um, Tony Bedard, you got to give him Bedard, Sterling Gates. And, oh, hell yeah. And, and, and Eric Trotman and, uh, yes, and JT Cruel, you know, so I mean, they have, they have a very, I, I, I guess they have a deep, well of 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 very talented people very it talented. just seems right. to be That's that um that yes you, you they're just i don't know if it's just more excitement if it's if it's the, the subject matter they're just maybe i think it's, it maybe it's I, a promotion i don't know i don't i don't know i think it's safe to say there is no one at dc right now with the visual panache of ed mcginnis no one hmm. well, no one he, let me he, throw, he's well, in your well, face and and huge, larger than life. Yeah, I'm a fan of McGinnis, so I'm not going to. But certainly, you would acknowledge as someone that's very much personal taste. I mean, there are eighty to a hundred comics that are put out by each of those get, right. companies each month. So you know, you're, you're you got to give editorial a little pat on sure. the back too for well, recognizing that uh, he's perfect for the Hulk books. Yeah, so just, oh, yeah that's yeah, yeah. a match made in heaven. To put a ribbon around the two topics we've talked about so far. Batman artists and books that are coming out this week that were really good. Um, I will say, uh, I don't know if you guys, well, I know Vince didn't, but uh, David, I, I don't know if you've got it. I picked it up today. The Return of Bruce Wayne number one came out. Right. Here's the one thing I will add to your co- discussion, and, and I'll uh-huh. let you go. Today right. at the comic shop, mm-hmm. the stacks for The Return of Bruce Wayne number one were uh-huh. as high as the stack for Siege number one. They were the biggest stacks on the table. That book looked to have sold or the comic shop looked to have ordered as many copies of Bruce Wayne number one as Siege number four. Sure, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, well, I would say this. It's uh, again, I don't much like the uh, Siege and and Hulk. It since it just came out today, I've, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but um, thought it was awesome. It's uh, written by Morrison, and I'm a fan of Morrison's Batman. So if you know, I would say if you haven't really dug what Morrison's done on Batman in the last few years, this probably isn't for you. If you loved what he's done, and it's it's for me, you know, I, I was never much of a Batman reader, so for me, it's right up my alley. It was amazing. But the real reason I wanted to bring it up and circle back is that Chris Sprouse uh, does the interiors. And, you know, I I loved Sprouse on Tom Strong. I mean, Hell I yeah. just thought it was amazing. And he does this, and, and it just reminded me of how infrequently we get to see him yes. do a regular book. And, gods, is it unbelievably beautiful. Uh, putting aside the story, which I enjoyed quite a bit, the book is just gorgeous and it takes place uh in you know prehistoric times so it's it's lots of 
you know, uh, scantily clad men and women and big creatures, and it's just ah, uh, it's zug. just perfect for him. Perfect, perfect for him to to. Uh, it's just right up his alley, and uh, God, the book was just a treat to look at. And I have to give Morrison credit. Very little dialogue in this book. It's a forty. I think it's like a forty-eight page oversized first issue, and there are pages that have no words at all. Uh, uh, well, he's not very fond of of uh, narration boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, but like it's the great. the uh, omnipotent uh, author, he doesn't usually not on the Batman stuff anyway. He hasn't been doing that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, as far as dialogue though, what would it be? You know, a tuk a luna lana. It, it would be like <laughs> caveman speak. Well, right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's it's just wow, is it beautiful? So, just gotta give give a shout out. Not that that book needs a shout out, but like you right. said, uh, no, Chris Sprouse uh, is great. He's the girl another. Story to the inks. Yes, he did. Yes. Wow, yes. he's another one of those guys that classic yet contemporary. He he has a, a vintage feel to his art because he, and clean. He, it's like no no yeah. extra lines. No exactly. Acting, that no is speed it's... lines. No. Here's the story. This, these are the lines I'm putting on the page to tell this story, and nothing's wasted. Everything Confidence. works. Oh yeah, there are pages as you as you look through it. There are pages where uh, the backgrounds are just he leaves it all to the colorist, you know, and it serves the story because there's no background because they're fighting on a rocky and it's open sky. So why should there be a background, right? And he just right. lets the colorist tell the story, and it draws your attention to what's supposed to be, which is the characters that are in the midst of, of action and it, I just think it works perfectly he knows when to say when and uh, and uh, that is a talent in and of itself that some artists are great at and some unfortunately don't quite get so. well he's not I mean he's he's I guess you could say he's established I mean he's been doing this for more than a few years so yeah, yeah. I mean it, it, there's definitely he's and but I'm trying to think back I mean even back on the Legionnaires stuff and things like that there, there really wasn't he he can you can always kind of tell when Chris Sprouse is, has has done artwork on a page. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like he ever really threw in a bunch of stuff and then eventually pared it back a bit. He's always kind of had had this style. But yeah, I mean, right. and, but that's not to say that his his artwork isn't complex because uh, right, right, just, right. even the Tom Strong stuff. I mean, there were some stories where he included a lot of visual information in those things, probably at Moore's behest, but it never looked cluttered. It always was clean, and the storytelling is impeccable. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. no question what's going on. Yeah, no question. Very cinematic, too. But again, He's the reason I put a Midnighter comic. Yeah, but right there, there's what I was just going to say. Not to denigrate the guy's skill, but he seems to have been relegated to these fringe books like Legionnaires and then the Wildstorm stuff. Even though Alan Moore was doing the the ABC books, uh-huh. they weren't huge sellers. And so, I mean, the name, the Sprouse name didn't get thrown around as much as, say, you know, Lennel Yu or like the big guys. Right, and, right, you know, right. he's just as good, which is, is, I'm glad to see that DC editorial is smart enough to realize the guy's talent and put him on a a a Batman book. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. Good for them. And uh, since it's Morrison, I'll probably read that in trade when it's all done. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, the one thing Morrison seems to definitely have a lot of sway over is which artists work on his books. Mm -hmm. Understandably so. But but he really does seem to have sway there. I mean, because if you look at, um, for as much as it's been frustrating, for me at least, the change the constant change of artists on Batman and Robin. Um, clearly, the four guys that have been involved are all people that Morrison has worked with in the past, so I have to think he's basically naming who he wants to work on each arc. Right. Uh, so. Tan- Tan's your man, right, on that? 
Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. He can it's pick my boy. He wants Leave it to you to pick the one of the four that I don't adore. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're rapping here. Tan is your man. And then DC's like, well, listen, Tan helped my kid do his science project. Uh, <laughs> Tan, Tan cross my grandmother across the street. <laughs> <No>. so. <laughs> Got mad love for Cam Stewart. Got mad oh, love God, for yes. <laughs> mad love for Quitely. By the way, did you see Cam Stewart on Twitter today said that he bought a stylus for his iPad? The Pogo and it's sketch, pretty much yeah. as good as a Cintiq in his mind? No, it's it's as it's as portable as a Cintiq would get. He said it's it's it's. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not it's not a Cintiq, but it's it's you know without lugging that damn thing around everywhere, this is as close as he thinks it, it it's going to get for yeah. for well, at least for him. But yeah, the, the Cintiq is a bitch. It's not very portable. Yeah, and and I believe it's the same stylus that that Sal has, which we were playing with in at C two E two, and it's uh it's Excuse not me? exactly a um. What did you, you say? Thank I'm you. I'm sorry. Thank you. See, Wood's here to fill it. You can just edit that in. Uh, edit. The, um, <laughs> I know. I have 30 <laughs> words. It's, um, it, it doesn't have like a, a fine point or anything. It's, it, it's better than, I guess, sketching with your fingertip. There you go. Yes. You know, you want to put your iPad up there? Sure. Uh, but Did it's, you um, know that there are certain pens that will not work with other Wacom products? Really? It's nutty. Yeah. Yeah, it because is. yeah, I, I I obviously I have a Cintiq, I have an Intuos two, I have the an Intuos one, and I have a real old one. And I are they backwards compatible? New. I got all wow. fired up at uh, work, and when my computer was not working right, like the the pad started getting wonky, and the stylus was skipping around, and God, I I, I tapped it a little too hard because I was frustrated. And now um, I have to be very careful when I do things because it's the uh, whatever function I'm working in. Like if if I'm zooming in Photoshop, it'll stick. It'll zoom twice for one click. Okay. And so I say, well, let me let me check out. I'll, I'll put another. I'll use another pen because I have a drawer full of the damn things, and the other pens do not work with the pad I have at work. So that's there. Uh, Wacom's pretty pretty uh, cunning. Um, in that uh, respect, where they want you to buy a new pen, and the pens aren't cheap. No, no, they're not. No, no they're not. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, I mean that's cool. But Jason, I'm glad you brought up the Batman because we were a little okay. bit Marvel centric in the beginning, which was cool. Now we're mixing it up. Yay! Yay! I know. So, uh, what else we got? What else we got here? Because uh, I got I, I got something, but it's going to be a stretch. You want to wait till a guest? I don't want to talk about this when the guest is here, so I might as well talk about it now, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Are you sure? sure, David? You want to you want to get yours out of the, uh, in the in the in the pipe? While I'm saving mine for the guest because I think he'll uh, it'll be up his alley. No, Very I mean smart. I'm good because whatever we um whatever we because I'm also I have to. I'm wait, trying. Why don't we hit on um? Why don't we hit on what David read? in response to your and I's prior discussions, because that shouldn't be too long of a conversation. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we could definitely do that. I mean, because okay. I'm, I'm trying to keep the guest in mind, and, and I yeah. know that... Okay, do it. I'm what sure, do, what, I'm sure what we're about to talk about, he wasn't probably up his alley, so... Let me get the timestamp on this, so I don't have to be fishing for when to stick those wonderful audio messages <laughs> in here. Okay, they are good <laughs> this week. Okay. Yeah, and it's actually a land cover that isn't offensive to the eyes. I read oh. uh, the first two issues of Black Tower. Yes, there we go. Oh, excellent, David. <laughs> um, no, no, well, I, I, I should reserve my comments. I don't, I don't know. I, it's like it's like wait, I don't know which kind of. To, you're gonna to kick one of us in the nuts, and you're gonna pass. No, I'm, I don't think I don't think I'm gonna kick any. Well, it, there's there is good and there is bad. 
Okay. Oh, uh, let me guess. Before you get into it, I'm going to guess. I'm putting my hands to my temples. I will guess the fact that there's not a clear inking style on the book probably turned you away. That is that is definitely one part. Uh, <laughs> okay. The, the inking is one thing. The color is. I mean, it's it's. You have the black terror and everybody he's fighting, and then the, they're melting, and it's just it's it's a mess. I, I would I would love to see. Um, Lily's pencils for, for this, just, just to see. Um, wow, what what uh, what it is I'm supposed to be seeing on these pages? Oh boy! Um, oh my! See, it, I, I, I think the, the color the coloring style the the color art coloring antiquated term. I think the color art is very experimental on the on the Black Terror, and that that's not trying to prop up something that has weaknesses by calling it a hoity-toity name. Uh, I, I do think it's it's very different than what we are used to seeing, and, I, and therefore I call yes, it, it experimental. It's a risk. There are You're, you're right. There are parts where it's kind of dark. A little but, dark, a little, little muddy. Um, I, I thought of Jason on one that. page because there's a lot of... Um, there's there, there's a one page where one, two... One, two, three. There are quite a few copy and pastes on one page. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the two panels there, and then there's there's one there's four panels. One of which is has, is now in shadow, so it kind of just mm-hmm. makes it look a little different. Um, you bring it th- down. I know I am, and and this. Uh, well, all right. I'll 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 give you something at the end to bring you back up. Okay. The story. The, the I writing, got it for free. <laughs> no, I didn't. I paid a quarter for it. But no, it's um, and I'm not saying I got ripped off or I'd spend more on it. I'm just saying, it's uh, I didn't. I haven't read a lot of Jim Kruger stuff. I have the 12 issue Justice series, which I still have to read. I have a couple issues of the uh, the Avengers Invaders, which didn't exactly wow me, but that might have also been because of Sadowski. Um, the the story when when in high school I used to play champions with with some buddies. Oh, really? Yeah, and and I had a a Green Lantern ripoff, and because at first our story started in in World War Two, and then I was in, my character was in suspended animation, and then like when I was freed, one of the first things I said I screamed when I came out of suspended animation was, "Where's Hitler?" Which everybody started laughing at because that's the first thing you're going to say you're now in like the 1980s and and this is the first thing you say but Mm -hmm. a lot of the writing in this reminded me of high school kids playing role-playing games i just i wasn't really feeling the 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 narration and it it um it was kind of hard for me to read some of it and then look at the art it was um i want but see this is the thing i want to I want to know more about these characters. I mean, when I got to the end of the second issue and Black Terror is facing the four dudes wearing the flag, I don't know who these four guys are. I you will want to read. I want to read the third issue now. Now I want yeah. to know, you know, how he gets out of this. So, I, are it, you being kind? Are you walking on eggshells because no, I love no, it? I'm serious. No, I, really, don't pull your punches. Because I'm, I'm going to start now. We, we've done how many episodes? Three. <laughs> oh, no, I'm whooping bulletins, yeah, but the. Oh, uh, hey. That's because um, you got all prissy. I did. I did. I got all diva on you. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't read any of Project Superpowers. It's, um, even, even when they're that. kicking back in the, uh, in the bar and everybody's listening to, uh, to the spin that they're putting on and, uh, and you have all these, I mean, there, there was the two page spread on the first issue, which, you know, breaks down 
who everybody is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not real sure why or how Black Terror's costume was modified after he left Pandora's box. I don't know why the Skull and Crossbones is is uh, is glowing now when they cut the flashbacks with him. And and again, if 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 I hear about Tim one more time, it's like, where's Tim? It's like seriously, you're (laughs) facing all these guys. Give me Tim. It's like this is like that's because he made a promise. I know that, but it it just saying it out loud, acting this out. I mean, if 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 it's hard for me to. I mean, yeah, you have to you have to suspend your, your. disbelief or you believe you know it when 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 you're reading a superman or spider-man comic book you know no one's really going to talk this way or act this way but for some reason i don't know if it just felt forced if it it just it didn't you know i know this is the same company that puts out the boys they put out the red sonia books and and yeah i might for 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 just some reason i don't know if it's just because i know these characters were around way back in the day and and maybe they're trying to make them relevant i i really don't know what it is i don't know enough about these characters after reading two issues of a series about one of these characters i still don't know enough so i don't think i'm in a position to to judge but yeah i'll I'll throw you a little tiny bone okay you're right about the flag draped characters i because i read the first couple issues of black terror before reading project superpowers number one and I had no idea who these characters were, none. Yeah. And, and and I had to do a little bit of research online. But then I read the first Project Superpowers, and I, okay. you know, and they, you are correct in the fact that a nice little caption that says even even just the name of the character overlaid somewhere near the character, like a, a roll call, Justice League we roll got it call, in the first issue, yeah, would have been really nice. If you're going to sell the characters, sell the characters. Let the reader know who they are, at least by name and they'll figure it out later what what powers they have but you are correct that that kind of threw me for a loop too and i had to do a little bit of catch up and that i don't think that's the reader's responsibility mm-hmm. to 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 play catch up at the the writer's um expense no but yeah you know what i mean um yes. you're right go ahead i'm yeah. sorry well no go ahead no, 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 no. Go ahead. Ah, no, I got nothing. There well, go I was ahead. just gonna say you. I actually forgot to do something last week uh, because I was I was so happy to uh, wash the uh, the uh, the dirt of the uh, episode one hundred and six repercussions off of ourselves that I didn't <laughs> revisit it. But you brought it up, and I actually had meant to bring it up just in brief. I uh, don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I did make a comment in episode one hundred and six about. Uh, my distaste for the cut and paste in a particular uh, yes. issue. And, and then it really did foster a lot of discussion on the forums, which can be found where? Forum.bulletinspodcast.com. Or they can just they can just rewind to about you know five or six minutes ago. That's right. Listen to and I said it the first time. All right, good point. Good point. This was figuring I'd throw the shtick in there. But anyway, there was actually a lot of good discussion about the fact that that perhaps and quite possibly Bendis requested that something like that in in the book because he wanted a stat shot, which I guess is a pretty common term in the industry for basically saying, give me the same shot over again with different dialogue. Um, Referring to a stat camera. Right, right. Now, now, it was actually a pretty illuminating conversation for someone that's not an artist because um, a lot of artists that were involved in the conversation in the thread had differing views. Um, Steve Bryan and Dave Wachter and a couple other guys chimed in and saying, yes, stat shots are very common. Um, someone on the, on the conversation, I, and I apologize for not offhand remembering who, said 
they know for a fact that Bendis does request stat shots quite often, um, and that uh, I probably have seen a lot more copy and paste in his books than I realize, but it's just that usually it's done in such a way that I, I don't notice it. Um, to which my point was, fair enough, I probably was overly critical of the artist in question, and I apologize for that. Um, that being said, some other people, including Wachter and a few other artists, came out and said, yeah, but in that particular case, they didn't think it was really the best use of it, because a stat shot just means doesn't mean it has to literally be a copy and paste of the same same gun. And in that particular scene where you were supposed to be reacting to a dynamic action sequence of, uh, of someone shooting, shooting at you, it really didn't make much sense to depict it that way. So, point being, I don't want to get into debate over whether or not that particular scene was was appropriate or not, but I did want to say, I honestly didn't know that it was very common practice for artists to be given the stat shot, and regardless of whether or not they could choose to copy-paste or do it in a different way, um, you know, fair is fair, so I, as much blame, if not more, goes on the writer's decision to request it, I guess, that I had a problem with, as, as it would be the way he chose to do it, so... I just wanted to get that out there because I had actually said I was going to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Thread. I said I was going to clear it up in 107, and then I just totally forgot because I was so. But hey, you know what? At least, at least I know the Black Terror's powers and how he got his powers, and and the whole skull and crossbones is you know not because he wants to be a pirate, but because he's a pharmacist and has to sign for poison. And I I know more about the character now after these two issues than I ever did knowing about a character that's been around since the 40s, 50s. So Mm -hmm. it's um. You know, I kudos to, to Alex Ross for bringing these characters back and and for for wanting to do something with them and giving people an, an option. It it does feel a little bit like the Twelve or or uh, or maybe Avengers Invaders and and it, but I mean that's you know what else are you going to really do with characters unless you push them far into the future? There's really not much you can do with characters that you last saw during World War Two. So it's a different take on characters you know if if you're tired of jsa although i don't know why you would be if 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 uh if you just want something different then then really i mean i i said two issues i want to read more about these characters now i and and uh so you know they they did what it was supposed to do i mean would would i have liked more in these two issues probably but you know i don't know how far along the story is i don't know if the first arc is done i don't know if it's still going on so i'll uh I'll uh, when I can, I'll check it out and I'll um I'll keep going with it. I'm not I'm I'm not disavowing it. I'm not saying I'm done with it and 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 throwing it down and walking away. I I, I want to at least keep reading a little bit more about this story and see where I where, where I stand when it's all said and done. First and mm-hmm. second arcs are done. Okay. Yeah. How long did the first arc run? If did I think two-ish? F- I think four. Okay. Yeah, and um the uh second went up to eight and nine was a. Uh, I think a standalone. I talked about it, what, two episodes yes. ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's pretty, they, they fly at a, at a pretty quick clip, like the usual, cool. because that's trade size. Four issues is, is, you know, pretty much the minimum yeah. for a, a trade these days, so. Mm-hmm. Or, th- or three if you're Marvel and they charge, uh, oh, $16.99 for it. Deadpool and Captain Britain, what? Yeah. But I, I got kind of, uh, foggy with the microphone again before and i we cut something but to jason's comment about the cut and paste use sparingly and in certain situations it works very well but that's about two percent of the time when used for comedic effect or uh say a character's at a loss for words fine but a dialogue between two characters to stat a, a previously used panel is weak it's lame and it's lazy 
and there's really no justification for it. To for Bendis to say, let's use this panel again. Why? What could possibly let, let's make this visually as visually boring for the reader as we possibly can? It just does not work for me. Uh, and last week again to bring up something we talked about, Chris Piccolo in Amazing Spider-Man does not do that. Or if he does keep the same viewpoint, he mixes up the characters and draws different mm-hmm. them in different positions. So there, there's a there's a way to do it, and there's a way to to just kind of wing it, and that's with with uh, cut and paste. Well, but that, yeah, that's I, just I my appreciate opinion. Your, I appreciate your you're adding that because obviously you are an artist, and I I also have to say genuinely I appreciated the conversation in the forum about it because uh, it, number one it was educational, but number two it was nice to hear that it wasn't simply a, oh you didn't know what you were talking about you're an imbecile it was it right was, yeah. well yeah. you know i you you weren't aware of it but even with that said i don't think this was a very good example of the use of it and so i, pre- I appreciated right. the the i mean it really it's nice that we can still learn something in a conversation and have it be civil even though you know it's, ah, it's yeah. people disagree with one another so are you a twin peaks fan Huge. huge. Okay, it, it's kind of like second season, first episode of Twin Peaks. Remember when Agent Cooper was laying on the hotel room floor after being shot at the end of the first season, and the old uh, concierge came into the room, and Lynch kept that scene going for like twelve minutes, right, where right, the old right, guy remember, he yeah. peeked mm-hmm. into the room. Do you need anything? And then he left, and then he came back in, and Lynch kept that static shot. That sure. was a good use of uh, an unmoving viewpoint. Well, we were talking about that, and I was thinking, and once we got talking about how it's it's a it's a it's a practice in film and TV, and 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 Static also, point, sorry, it it it, uh, it it did remind me of some other things, like uh, like you know, in Wondermark, which is a great web comic by by David uh, Malky, he uses old school. Um, uh, like like uh, plate images mm-hmm. uh, from turn of the century, and right. he puts modern vernacular on it. And he uses pretty much often we use the same image at the in the first panel and then the last. But it's like you said, it's usually to convey uh, humor or deadpan or uh, the, the guy being speechless, and it works and it's hysterical. And so I could that I yeah. never thought of that as a stat shot. It's technically yes a copy paste, but right. but I never thought of it in that way. So so I I I I get it now. I mean I get that there are there are times and places for it but you you could go out and buy and create some characters and have them uh cut into rubber stamps and make a comic with using just rubber stamps and Mm -hmm. if done with skill it would probably work very well but how many people are going to be able to do it very skillfully sure so i don't know but then again all right let's take a little break from this and we'll be back with our special guest what I'm a, I'm a listener of the show, and uh, I'm a Christian and a conservative and a Republican. And we like comics, believe it or not. <laughs> Shocking, huh? And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed the show up until recently, until you guys kind of started riffing on it and telling, uh, talking about how evil people think like I do are. I mean, I do appreciate the guy who said you're paying, you're maybe paying with a little bit of a broad brush, but... Jeez, guys. You know, I, I, I tune into the show to listen about comics, not to be told how to live my life. Um, I have my faith to do that. And I know you probably think I'm an idiot for it. That, uh, that, then that's fine. You know, you you believe what you want to believe. But I listen to the show to hear about comics, not about religion. And not to be denigrated for it 
So good luck, guys. I wish you all the best, but I just can't listen anymore. No, this kind of crap. So long. We are back with a guest who uh, I'm sure if you visit our forum or if you have a Twitter account and are interested in any way in comics, you know this guy. He is the real deal. It's the boss level. B-A-W-S-E, boss level. This man has had his work featured recently in the pages of Heavy Metal. I shit you not. He has a weekly web comic called Ants. You already know who I'm talking about. It's Julian the Boss Lytle. Yay! What, what? What's up, my peoples? What's good? I'm on 11 o'clock. Oh, it's big time, homie! Oh, look at this. oh yeah, David has Baller. not David has not learned yet that you do not talk over Julian. Lino. <laughs> <laughs> no, See, this is this King, is King Dap is fine because you King Dap. <laughs> oh, nice. God, nice. Oh. What's up, man? Man, I'm doing all right, man. I I, I read uh I read two comic books today. Look so. at you coming out of the gate with the guns blazing. Really, you're punching us well, in the I- face. I would ask you what you're drinking, but I know you're not. You're, you're like Vince. You don't. You don't. Well, actually, you're even. You don't drink at all ever. So I guess yeah. you're drinking water. I'm drinking that Kool Aid. Like the, I'm in the hood. I'm drinking Kool Aid. Sugar. Out of a mason jar or? Uh... Nah, nah. I got my Star Trek glass. I'm gonna there you go. Nice. Nice. Beat you up, Scotty. I'm a Kirk like this. Oh, oh boy. Kirk. All right. Nothing wrong with Kirk. So let's let's get back to those two comics you said you read today. What were they? Season number four. Oh, oh we do. We, we, we talked about it already. Figured you wouldn't want to talk about it. We we didn't. Vince did. Yeah, because yeah, I was. Oh, man. It, it, was, it was good, but I, I just read uh, Return of Bruce Wayne number one. Oh, my God. Oh, it's oh, over. That. It's Dude, over. That too. We can't spoil it. Now, we can't spoil it, but how good is Chris Sprouse? Dude, oh, it's so much. It's like it's the afterglow. Like. Oh, see, I only asked for one thing after Final Crisis, and they gave it to me. They yeah. did? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I did, too, for comics, right. Batman fighting cavemen, that's what you asked for, I think. And, and it, I see, can't say no more, but if you heard me talk, I didn't, it, I spoiled it by talking about it like a year and a half ago. You did, you I, did. What, what could you possibly spoil? He knew, he, he Julian's... This is Captain! No, I mean, I mean, for how it would go is how it went. Right, but I mean about this issue. Are, are there details to his return that are? Well, it tells you where he's been, what he's up to, why you saw what you saw at the end of Final Crisis, what that meant. Let, let, all right, let me assume. Did the Omega beams kind of throw him in the time stream? Yeah. We, that's my one um, sticky point about this. When when has Darkseid's Omega beams ever done this? Well, no, no. Uh, this isn't the Omega beams. It's the Omega sanction. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. The Omega Sanction, which is different. Unlearn your ass. I know. Oh. Black, he had to learn. He had to flip it on. You know, he's like, I'm going to ruin Batman's day by yeah. the worst ever. First, I'm going to make a clone that's all retarded. Mm-hmm. Leave it as a dead body so they think he's dead, right? And then I want to zap his ass in the past. He didn't really expect to get shot and all that other stuff. But see, he already had plans. You know, he's going to ruin Batman's day. Which is gonna make Superman sad. So hey, he still wins. See, that's the thing. Darkseid still wins. Necron, he ain't that tough. Darkseid, <laughs> Darkseid is sugar night, baby. He gonna have you over a hotel balcony like Vanilla oh, Ice. All your publishing, he gonna get all your publishing because he's dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, like Sug. No, he's better than Sug though, because Sug 
Shug yeah, lost his lost his loot. Right. Yeah, Shug got caught. He lost all his money. Oh boy. Yeah. Hey, you know, better. You know, he's the inspiration of Shug Knight. Shug Knight magically got a comic book from 2008 and read it when he was eight, and then just like, I'm going to be dark side. And that's what happened. Too. That's, you're, that's, you're right. You're right. Well, so let me so, let me ask you a question. Did he run into Captain America uh, yet? Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Captain America got shot. <laughs> okay. That's right. Got yeah, as Derek says, doing the perp walk. Yeah. Because right. getting sh- shot by the negative zone gun is Oh, right, wait a second. Yeah. Someone on the forum is asking, am I the only one that thought Siege Number 4 was super lame? Yes. Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, yes, Chris, you were. <laughs> yeah, Chris is sock puppet. Chris is sock puppet got a hole in it. Nice. Hey, so... Uh, now that Julian's joined us, Vince, you alluded to the fact that Julian is recently in Heavy Metal Magazine, which is Hell yeah. Yes, it yes, is. It and is. I, what what a more appropriate segue than to take a moment just to uh, to pay our respects to uh, the man that uh, we lost this week, uh, Mr. Yeah. Frank Frazetta. That's right. I'm glad you did that. It, it was a, It's a powerful loss. Uh, yeah. One of those instances where, uh, like Kirby, there was no aspect personally of, of my young life that was not of my young entertainment life i should say that was not touched by frazetta he he's the man that got me interested in the warren magazines one look at those covers and i was hooked he he's the dude that that turned my attention towards the conan paperbacks uh i had the bantam uh or the ballantine frazetta books and I must have poured through those for years and years. Uh, I remember there was a, a time when my parents were very, not strict, but they would uh, scan the stuff I was bringing home. Because once I started buying Vampirella, it was like, what is this kid <laughs> buying, you know? And um, my uncle bought me the Frazetta book for Christmas one year. And there's one painting in particular, my, one of my favorites, The Golden Girl. Have you ever seen that painting? It's a completely nude, blonde-haired woman reclining on a on a landscape, and there's a panther, a black panther behind her head, yes. and there's three wolves to the right, and the wolves are in various stages of uh, emotion. Like one is just a pastoral wolf, and then the next one he's kind of like, "What?" And the third wolf is snarling at your face, and she's completely nude, and there's really, uh, I mean, aside from the the gross anatomy, her body is nude. She's basically all over. And my dad, my mother's like, you want to let the kid look at this? And my father's like, hell yeah, this is nice. art. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, no, uh, and, and as far as drawing style, uh, Durango Kid and Frank Friz- and Al, uh, Little Abner. I mean, Frank Frazetta mm-hmm. was everywhere and there's no escaping him. And Annie. it's one of, it's one of those instances where the man's influence has, really uh yet to be felt what about album covers mm-hmm. jesus like the freaking molly hatchet frazetta was everywhere and and he continues to be and it's it's sad uh, and i i was one of the things i was in in inside i was thinking this is sad but instead of saying greeting this news with sadness let's turn it around and 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 just realize that what kind of control this guy had whether he knew it or not on on culture it, it's insane just the influence and the the pervasiveness of the frazetta anatomy i mean he he defined yeah. the, the style for generations to come the, i think he's one of those artists too that far transcended the medium of comics 
and an entire generation of people know his imagery indelibly, mm-hmm. but I think unfortunately many of them don't know it's Frazetta that they're looking at. You know, right. yeah. Be, I mean, I'm saying people that aren't into comics or art, but but they but yet, if you showed some of the more iconic Frazetta images to anyone in let's say our age range. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, they recognize the image. Oh, of guaranteed. Course. Yes. They, but, they, not, not that particular image, but they've seen a poster, uh, you know, uh, a, a book cover, an album cover, a picture, and they know that imagery and that scenery. You know, right. and it's, but uh, if you show if you show the Death Dealer to someone sure, who, who sure. is not in comics, they'd say, "Ooh, Molly Hatchet." Mm-hmm, you know, and sure. but that's cool because mm-hmm. that that shows you just how far reaching his his reach w- uh, was. Yeah, music and now, and and paperbacks. He did bad. Battlestar Galactica covers. Yeah, totally. Now, I mean, now Julian's a bit younger than us, so a little bit. I mean, I, and but you are a very. Uh, for those that don't know, you are a. Uh, unlike some of the uh, hacks out there, you, you actually are a classically trained uh, artist. You you went to a very uh, very well healed school and ma- and majored in fine arts. So, what what are your thoughts on Frazetta? I mean, obviously, I'm sure you're familiar with his work, but I mean, was he in any way inspirational to you? Were you aware of his work? you know, kind of coming up as a young guy, or was it not really something you were into until later? Yeah, I found him in, like, when I was in high school. I didn't, I don't know any of the titles other than Death Dealer. I just know, I just had, like, pictures of his stuff up in my walls with my Jim Lee posters and everything else. <laughs> so, yeah, like, he, he influenced, like, you know, certain ways. I draw anatomy and, uh, and women when I was younger. It took me a while to learn how to draw a woman correctly. Um, That's one and, of the cool um, things about his women, he was not afraid to use the classical um, physique. Uh, his women are voluptuous. They're not skin and bones, yeah, and they're right. not supermodels. They're pudgy in a lot of cases, and they got a little bit of belly going on, and they have the full breasts, but it works. And um, the the eyes and the lips, especially on Frazetta women, he had that way of doing the cat's eye for a woman and the full pouting lips. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, yeah, wet dream time. Yeah, and screw Thomas Kincaid. Frazetta, Frazetta was the master of light. He could paint light like nobody else. And if you really get in and look at his brush strokes, there's a confidence to them where he would sl- not slap, but he would apply that color, and it it looked effortless to me. But if you'd ever tried and, and reproduce a Frazetta painting. It's not easy. It's mm-hmm. the, the, it's incredible how much he got with uh, as few, as few strokes. Yeah, or oh. Mike or Mike Hoffman. Yeah, but see, it's Did okay. Him again, Wood. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. I'm not, hate, I'm not bringing the hater rate tonight. I'm bringing the love in. So yeah, he's been lately. I ain't even seen his covers on the rack. So he can, he's not even like he's yeah. like all over the place. He's, That's because zombies aren't the hotness right now. Cause it's all about vampires. It's all about yeah. the people biting you. See, see, a vampire can't be around when vampires is hot. Because we all know he biting shark biters. But yeah, I, I, I could talk about Frazetta forever. His, yeah. his, his color palette, it, it, impeccable, and uh, again, one of those guys that could seemingly render anything. Mm-hmm. He had a knack for the physical form. Obviously, that's not mm-hmm. telling anybody anything new. Architecture, um, battle garb, and weaponry, oh, yeah. and and light and shadow and landscapes. Let's be honest. I mean, when we talk about the Fashion. way we think of Dungeons and Dragons or 
Conan with Schwarzenegger. I mean, yeah. those imageries, all, it's all basically Frazetta. I mean, it's, you know, right. it's, I think a lot of people might look at Frazetta's work now and think, oh, that's like, he got that, you know, he's trying to pay homage to Conan. Well, no, 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 no. All that stuff is, is from Frazetta. You know what I mean? That's the people, but people get it twisted now because they don't know the timeline of things. But it was, it was all um, organic. Everything looked just, everything looked right. And, and, but he drew you're... women strong, but but shapely. I mean, he yeah. loved the baby. I, I don't think Conan boobies. would be as popular with the baby boomers if not for Frank Frazetta. His covers sold those books. Sure, sure. They they they, they, they did it for they, me. I mean, that was what made yeah. me curious about it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and if you, if just Twitter the past few days. I mean. And, and not just Twitter, but I mean, you see all these comic professionals, and not and not just artists like you'd expect, like like right. like Tony Harris. But you you Ron Mars, you know, has said oh, yeah. that it really, if it wasn't for Frazetta, he probably wouldn't be all that interested. And and or there's even, just yeah. um, even people like Heidi McDonald, you know, journalist at the Beat. Even she put an homage up, and you know, her thing was that she she came up. She was always before she was a comic fan. She was a fan of pulps. And oh, you you know, to her, she Frazetta is one of the transformative artistic figures of her lifetime, long before she was even really a, you know a comics journalist or into comics so much. So I mean, just you know, again, he's one of those guys that transcended the medium. Yeah. And um, I know someone mentioned something today on Twitter, and I do agree. Maybe it was Steve Bryan about how we have a tendency in today's society to um, overstate things. You know, everybody's a genius, sure. or everybody's a master, a master or uh, you know, everybody's that everything's the best or the greatest or the coolest. And I do agree with him conceptually um, and he was talking about something unrelated to all this but I do think in this case the homage uh, or the honor that's being paid to Frazetta is 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 probably still not enough for right. for how talented it, it it'll it'll never be enough right and um, and, and as a business guy I just want to say and I know Julian will agree with this it's about the paper it's cool that he is a guy that at least for a, a chunk of his life actually got to enjoy the fruits of his labor because yeah. Um, his artwork, he was smart enough to save it, and it was curated. And putting aside all the, you know, the craziness, I don't want to get into with his family of late. But, but the fact is, is that a lot of his art was sold by him and his family for a tremendous amount of money. One of his paintings was sold for a million dollars a year ago. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know for a fact where that money got dissipated, and you know how much he got of it versus his family. But the point is, is that it's awesome to see a guy like that actually make. A pretty darn nice living off of his 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 yeah. work. Uh, living pretty large. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the dream right there. Yep. Robots, right, Julian? Never let, never let Julian get money. If I get it's money, all, the game will change. It's all about robots, right, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking robots with a rope gold chain. <laughs> gold chain robots. <laughs> Ray Ban is on, and it's gonna have the illest the illest voice. It's gonna sound like Roger Troutman. And we'll come back. <laughs> it's not going to sound like uh, me. Sure, yeah. Roger Troutman from Zap. I might have had a keyboard. He might have. I might have a keyboard for him too. A guitar, even better yet, like Teddy Riley. In oh, nice. You should have it play Axel F when the doorbell rings. Oh no! Oh, you, that's one of those songs. If I never hear it again for the rest of my life, I'll be very happy. That should be the intro music today. Although I know you're already uh, picked no, up. it's already it's already in the can. Yeah, but, yeah, you yeah. know, one more thing about Frazetta: uh, emotion. The guy could look at the face, the facial features, and 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 the the hatred and just rage coming off the face of the uh, that one painting called the berserker oh uh the 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 face on the egyptian queen it, just brilliant 
right. I, I gush because it's Frazetta and mm-hmm. it, the word the word Frazetta has almost become an adjective, really. Nice. Because it's Frazetta style. It's, it's you're right. He's yeah. he's the guy that yep. planted. He's Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> yep, you're right. Oh nice. man. Well, so it, I'm sure that uh, you and I'm sure that uh, Julian's going to want and, and Vince probably is going to want to talk some kind of manga. It wouldn't be fair to not have uh, have have some manga talk while Julian's on the show. But uh, but before we do go down that road, I, I did want to mention something. Um, uh, now that Julian's on here, I think because what I want to talk about, I figure he'll appreciate it as well. Uh, there's a festival uh, in Portland every year called Stumptown. And, uh, you know, Portland, another name for Portland, for those that don't know, is Stumptown. And, you know, that's why Rucka calls his comic Stumptown, and he lives there and whatnot. Uh, Portland is, I've never, I've never experienced this myself, but my understanding is Portland is one of the most comic-centric towns in, in the country. Um, I think it's right, it's right up there with Chicago, if not ahead of Chicago in most comic stores per capita. Um, so it's a really comic-friendly place, both for indie and you know stuff. And um, Stumptown is an indie comics festival every year. That's uh, I'd love to get out there one year, but but uh, anyway, it was just recently. Uh, it, it happened a couple weeks ago, and I was reading about it. And they have an award show every year called the Trophy Awards, and uh, it's just a recognition of the best in independent comics that uh, that, that they see at the festival. Uh, and this year, I noticed that two books won multiple awards. So. Um, I checked them out online and they look kind of cool, so I ordered them. Excuse me. Um, the first is a book called Bear Fight, and it won the Outstanding Small Press Award and the Outstanding Do It Yourself Award. And it's by a new indie publisher based out of Portland uh, called Banner Year Press, and it's it's you can find uh, their website at uh, www.banneryearpress.com. Uh, and this is this is dope, and uh, it, it's it's basically uh, it's. 80 pages, I think there's 77 illustrations, uh, and it is uh, basically, they ask 77 different artists to draw a bear fight. So it is, it's a perfect bound, uh, limited edition book. Mine is copy number 142 out of 500. It's $12, and it is exactly as I described. Every page is just, uh, the only instructions the artists were given were draw a bear fight. So you've got, you know, everything from... Uh, you know, pop art to Art Deco to classic illustration to cartoon to uh, uh, abstract, and it's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing because every person's interpretation of bear fight differs. I mean, you've got you know one one is a bear getting hit in the face by a hamster in a hamster wheel. You've oh, got, not in the face. Uh, in the face. face. You know, I you've got one. Face. Yep, you've got one where you've got these four hot chicks scantily clad having a pillow fight, waiting, you know, while fighting over a bear. Oh, that's too uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's crazy. You got, you know, you got, uh, you, you got, you know, one with with a uh, with a boxer boxing a bear. You got, uh, you know, a horror one. You got one where this like disgusting brain alien is attached onto the bear's head and is attacking a city. I mean, it's just, it's just what? a lot of fun. It's it's oh, just crazy. What are some of the who are some of the artists attached to this project? Yeah, I didn't recognize them. Um, I I think a lot of them are are, are true indie artists. But just running down: um, Adam Zim, Madison Bond, Jade Shelton, Bill Volk, Jeremy Tinder, Joe Desi, oh. Randall Drew. And it's cool because in the first where it has the contributor artists, it has each of their websites where you can find their stuff. Um, you know, a lot of them have deviant art websites and that type of thing. Um, and it's just that's what it is. It's 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 a simple executed concept with a. You know, it's it's a, it, there's no, I mean, you know, it, it it just is what it is, and uh, I I just had a blast with it, and I mean, it, Julian, when I, I just thought of you, it's 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 bears fighting shit, and how can you go wrong? Yeah, with that, that sounds so. that sounds tough because the bear, 
Yo, bear is tough. Like, think about it. It's a bear. They can stand up on their hind legs. Oh, yeah. They got the claws. Yo, see, I don't know if y'all play games, but one of the toughest characters in Tekken is a bear. Is a bear. (laughs) You smack you with a bear. Think about it. The Iron Fist is so tough, his pet is a bear. And the bear (laughs) fights people. Yeah. That's what I want. That's that's tough. See, I wouldn't want to fight a bear unless I have, like, a double phone. There's one that I immediately thought of Vince. It's uh, it, it's it's a bear holding a Bowie knife and a bandana, and he's gigantic and he's standing over this forest and is he's saying, "Get out of my forest, you damn mecha bear!" And there's a me- a mecha version of the exact same bear getting ready to fight him. There's a mecha bear. Yeah. And then on the next page, it's a robot bear. On the on the adjacent page is a is a anthropomorphic bear standing like Julian said on a on a clifftop and he's fighting ninjas. Oh, you want him. I think I know what next week's episode of Ants is going to be about. How, how many ninjas was in the fight? <laughs> it's well, he, because of yeah, matter. Uh, there's five in the opening. There's five in the o- opening sequence, and uh, and there's there's just they're going to lose. There's, there's <laughs> just dozens of, there's, yeah, there's dozens of little pieces of ninja uh, at the end. They had too many. They would have came many. with ninjas at max. They could have they could have defeated the bear. The bear probably had some special force. You know what I'm saying? Kung fu that only he knew. Yeah. There's this crazy so, one by wait, I, I love the way Julian deadpan. They gonna lose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, There's this awesome one of uh, by Jay Rosen, um, which is a bear uh, attached. He's an astronaut, so he's a bear in a spacesuit, you know, being attached by tether to the space shuttle, and he's fighting this crazy space shark. It's this shark with all oh. these nasty tentacles coming off of him, and uh, the bear astronaut is fighting him. It's crazy. Is a bear in space. Fighting a a tentacled space shark, yeah. See, see, I don't know. That's a tough fight. That's a, that might be a draw. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> like space, you know what I'm saying? It's not like he got his homie. It's not like Aquaman is like flying a space shuttle. Like, yeah. yo, I got your back with the mental attacks. Yep. You know, that's, if he had, yeah, see, man, that's tough. Tentacle yeah. too. So that's yep. tough already. I know. I wouldn't want to well, fight that's what I'm saying. So, so yeah, like I said, this is be- you can go to. Uh, I don't think you, you're probably not going to find this in many LCS. Um, so it's uh, like I said, Banner Year Press. It's called Bear Fight. Go to the website; it's up there. You can buy it by PayPal. I bought it direct from them. It's twelve bucks. Uh, and, and like I said, I got number one forty-two out of five hundred. So I assume uh, they're you know they probably got a few more few more copies still because I just bought mine this past week. So uh, yeah, they just sold another one. Yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, and then keeping with that, um, the that that like I said, that one won best small press and best do it yourself. Now the winner of the um, I guess the the two big awards of the of the night. On top of that, were uh, best the same book won for outstanding writing and outstanding art. And uh, and that's the other book we're going to talk about. And that is called Boilerplate. Uh, all oh, one I read that. You did? Yes, I did. Oh snap! So yeah, it's Boilerplate History's Mechanical Marvel. Uh, it's by a husband and wife team, uh, and I hope I'm saying his name right. It's Paul Guinan, G-U-I-N-A-N, and his wife, Anina Bennett. Uh, and it's by uh, Adams. Uh, it's yep. published by Adams, and it's, uh, I believe... Are you sure it's not Abrams? Abr- I'm sorry, Abrams. There yeah, you Abrams. Go. Thank you, Vince. Abrams Press. So, it's uh, actually a good website. It's abramsimage.com. Uh, and it's twenty four ninety five for 160 pages. This is hardcover. just astonishing. A hardcover book. It's very yes. much like a, a coffee table book. Um, and, and what's astonishing about it is that I think at first glance, you, you might even not call it a comic book because, um, you know, when you think of comic book, you think of obviously sequential art, marriage of, of words and pictures. This is not really that. I mean, this is basically these these uh, this couple decided to write a completely fictitious um, 
history book about a boilerplate who was the world's first robot soldier. And mm. essentially, yeah, essentially, here's the, I'll just read the caption. Desi- designed by Professor Archibald Campion in 1893 as a prototype, for the self-proclaimed purpose of preventing the deaths of men in the conflicts of nations, boilerplate charged into combat alongside such notables as Teddy Roosevelt and Lawrence of Arabia. Campion and his oh robot. Yep. Campion and his robot also circled the planet with the U.S. Navy, made silent movies, and hobnobbed with the likes of Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla. The mystery of the mechanical man's 1918 disappearance on the front lines of World War One, however, remains unsolved. And this book is just a deadpan look as if boilerplate really existed from that period of time and it's just the work that goes into this book is astounding yeah. because the the couple take every imaginable visual uh, cue that we are used to and they insert boilerplate in it i mean yeah. they but it, sell, it, sell it sell it it's like forrest yeah. gump with this Absolutely. mechanical robot. Say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, it's, it's, he, a, it's steampunk looking. I mean, it basically looks like a boiler, like an 1893 boiler, like a hot water boiler with arms and a metallic World War One kind of pork pie hat and uh, light bulbs for eyes and a horn for a mouth. And... Um, and it's astounding. I mean, there there are maps with you know that that and and chronicles of of the battles he was in and the adventures he he raced across the sub-Saharan African uh, desert. He hung out with Mark Twain. He crossed the oceans. He fought in World War One. He he he. There's a picture of him standing in a group photo with the Tuskegee Airmen. There's a picture of, of uh, you know, it's obviously Photoshop, but it looks totally real. There's there's pictures of him in, in, in old factories uh, doing press. There's pictures of, of uh, you know, of, uh, like, period, uh, you know, PR war uh, photos that he's embedded into. It's just the work they yeah. put into making him look real is just astounding to me. Yeah. It, 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 um, it defies Diamond's- description. His Photoshop skills are really, really. Oh, strong. it's 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 insane. I mean, it really is insane. It, if this is the kind of book that, uh, you know, in two hundred years, if we have uh, some kind of apocalypse and and someone is digging up the earth and they find some some library or small book, you know, shelf of books, and they see this book, if you were to not know better, you would read this and just think that we had a robot named Boilerplate that actually existed because it's a meticulously done history book about this right. guy, and there's nothing at all that hints that this is not actually true. That's what makes it good. That's what makes it oh, cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, and, it's uh, just amazing. In the, in the time photographs. Out, time out. You guys, okay. my friends, you you sold the book once you said a robot teams up with Lawrence of Arabia <laughs> and <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. Like in my image, right, you got, you got Teddy Roosevelt with the gear on, with the horse, a stick, and a gat. A big stick. Riding in. And, yeah. and then you got... You got Lawrence of Arabia from the from me the movie the movie with the with the with the joint with the agar and and the the sand gear and the and a robot and, and the robot has a horse too. Oh yeah. Like why? Yeah. Like I know you guys are going in, but if people don't think that's hot already, like they don't know what hot is. Like <laughs> you get all this next week. And he's like, well, but, but, whatever, son. You don't know what hot is. You said a robot, Teddy Roosevelt, and Lawrence of Arabia. That's you gotta do it again. Do it again. But, but, but. <laughs> Dude, but, it's I, crazy too. My favorite one, and and this is, they have a picture of him of boilerplate, fisticuffs, sparring at a at an event at a Boxing Day event with Jack Johnson. Yes, it's a real picture of oh Jack Johnson yes. sparring. The black Jack Johnson. Yeah, black Jack Johnson. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You oh, know why it, why it works so well? Look at the various photos. Guinan matches the grain perfectly. Exactly, exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. Yep. Very, very strong Photoshop. You know who Paul Guinan is, right? He yep. used to work way back when at first when they brought um, the Lone Wolf and Cub stuff over. He was doing retouching on the artwork, but the series that really pulled me in from him was Kronos from DC. That That's one of the unsung great series that uh, that ever came out of a mainstream comic publisher Kronos is the yep. bomb it's really he did good Kronos and um he did uh, some people might laugh but he did uh, Stanley Stripperella so uh well, I mean you need yeah. the, the paycheck. paycheck yeah paycheck uh he has something like, else um heart but heartbreakers I think it was called some uh, series uh, called heartbreakers yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know about the uh, the the writer. I just you know me an artist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but no, it's crazy. It really is crazy. Great. I mean, it's got like and, and then in the back, it's got like a timeline, and it's got boilerplate's brethren, which is other looks at look at other mechanical men throughout history. Um, it's got like a collector section showing you all the different um, toys and clothes and magazines and cartoons and collectors that were made of boilerplate. There's 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 like cell imagery of freaking like 1970s Hanna Barbera cartoons. Tunes starring Boilerplate. It's crazy. Like, there's one scene where it's like a a chick that looks kind of like Velma, and it's her. She's in she's in an orange uh, jumpsuit with bell bottoms, and she's running in you know that Hanna Barbera way. And right behind her is a cartoon Boilerplate running, and then a dynamut looking mechanical dog, and they're all running away from a big tentacled Cthulhu monster. It's just crazy the work that they put in this. I mean, they thought of everything. It's just it's a tour de force, and I I just uh, I, I bought it. Because of the it winning Stumptown, and I I didn't know what I was getting into, but I thought it sounded cool enough and it was worth supporting. But I mean, I can't imagine how long this must have taken. My understanding is it took them four years to do, but but uh, it it's it's it, it's literally like the work that a historian would have put into you know something that they spend five to ten years writing on something real like Teddy Roosevelt, and yeah. uh, and they did it all just to tell a story. It's just it's just astounding. So mm-hmm. please check this out if it's it all sounds up real. And again, it's not like a comic. It's 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 a history book. And so if you're if you're not a fan of that. In conceptually, then this isn't for you. But if if you can appreciate it for what it is, um, it's uh, you know there's 350 illustrations in the book. It's almost 170 pages, and it's a uh, 24.95 retail. I'm sure you can get a discount if you go through Amazon or something. But uh, yeah, if it's you want to, it's, a, it's a nice sized book too. Not thick, oh yeah yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's eight and a half by eleven. It's full. I mean, it's a full yeah. size book. And yeah. uh, you and can the, go to the, boilerplaterobot.com if you want to check it out before you buy. But you're right though. The interiors do mimic a say a high school textbook but that only adds to the the overall oh absolutely feeling. yeah it's great it's fantastic uh, and I, i've been holding off on that because uh it, it, it there's a lot to chew on and and you did it in oh for sure yeah in in half the time i would have i would have just well i just wanted to save these two things for because i knew julian was coming on and i'm thinking i want to talk about these two books that probably aren't getting much exposure and they uh you got fighting bears and you got robots which are two of julian's favorite things so Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> He's still going on. Paul, uh, <laughs> Paul Guinan's wife is Anita Bennett, who wrote Heartbreakers. And, okay. Uh, and yeah. also did work for Boilerplate. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where they hooked up. Uh, I think I think she may go back to, to, to first. They might have known each other for years. It's a comic yeah, book for, romance. For sure. It's whirlwind. Yeah. But, uh, so, there you go. So, I, and it makes me giddy to shout out two books that, uh, you know, it, the cool thing about these kind of books is, you know, if we can get 10, 20, 30 people to buy these books, it'll make a difference, I mean, for their sales. So that's, sure. that's awesome. Yeah. Worthwhile. So <laughs> <laughs> so 
Nice. It's tough. Hey, guys. This is Ben Golden 31 on the forum. Uh, love the show, as always. And uh was just calling in to extend an invite to any of uh, 11 o'clockers forumites that are uh, in the New England area. We've got a show coming up here in my neck of the woods in Manchester, New Hampshire on May 23rd, the Granite Con. And um, my local shop, kind of one of the one of the people putting it on. And uh, it's going to be a really good show. We're going to have Tim Seeley there, and um, they're going to have Walt Flanagan, who did uh, the, the, the Kevin Smith Batman stuff. But it'll be interesting to see him and kind of talk about the, uh, the View Universe stuff. And um, uh, a bunch of other good guests that they've got lined up. Ron Garney was supposed to be there, but unfortunately canceled on us. But, um, but they've got uh, Colin Bunn in to replace him, so uh, we're kind of excited about that. Um, anyway, uh, I just want to kind of extend the invite. Hopefully, there's some people in the area. I know Tiki's boss tonight, so maybe you can uh, you can make your way up to Manchester and uh, and, and grace us with your presence. Um, but anyway, I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Also, one other thing, I just um, finished reading the first, uh, I guess, sort of mini omnibus of Invincible Iron Man, Fraction's first 19 issues on Invincible Iron Man. Man, I love this. Um, it was it was my first exposure to uh, the Fraction Iron Man stuff, and I just thought this was a great story. It kind of led up to Stark Disassembled, which now, of course, I'm going to have to pick up. Uh, really interesting take on the character, and it was I, the thing I really loved about it is that this is like a story that's completely accessible to new readers. If you just saw the Iron Man movie and you liked it, and you're kind of curious about what Iron Man in the comics would be like, I would completely recommend this book. You get a nice big chunk of story, and um, it kind of actually nicely folds in the movie origin a little bit. I think uh, Fraction has sort of blurred the lines between the original, uh, you know, classic origin of Iron Man and the origin that was presented in the movie. Um, so I, I think that that will, will read nicely for people who maybe are just coming over in that direction. Um, and But at the same time, this is a story that's completely folded into the Marvel Universe. It's, uh, you know, you get a backstory. kind of starts with Tony, uh, Tony as director of, shield and moves into dark rain and all that stuff so you see sort of this is this it was really a nice backstory to everything that had been going on in the marvel universe uh, you got some good maria hill action in there and uh, i just love the hell out of it um so i know that uh, you know it's it, it's no surprise pick for anybody tons of people have read this eisner winner all that kind of stuff but uh but i really liked it and anybody that has not checked out fractions iron man should do so all right see you guys Julian, I got something that'll it'll light a fire underneath you. I know. It's uh, done by a guy who I think is one of the brightest stars to new stars to come along in comics in a long, long, long time. And I liken this guy to Jimi Hendrix. Wow. If you're old enough and remember uh, Hendrix bursting upon the scene in, I think it was 60-whatever with Are You Experienced? He just took everybody by surprise. He was uh, very near virtuoso right out of the gate. And uh, he just stunned everybody with just how solid his his uh, creative output was. That, it, to me, is what Dash Shaw is doing right now. The the guy is just mm -hmm. incredible and so freaking young that uh, we uh, bottomless belly button got rave reviews. Jason and I talked how about young, how, Vince. how young how, is he? Uh, he's less than thirty. God, I would I would think that he's I would I would say he's thirty now. I would say he's about he's about twenty six. 
27. Oh, go. I got to yeah. kill him. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> so good. And bottomless Belly Button got rave reviews. We talked about Unclothed Man, how, yeah. how great that was. But this eclipses everything that came before. And the thing is, I do not think that this is his masterpiece yet. It's fantastic and it's a revelation and it's so damn good. And I'll tell you why. But I, I'm, I'm, I get the feeling that he's capable of very much more. That to me boggles my mind. How somebody can come out of nowhere, start doing comics and just take everything by storm. The guy is fan. And I know Dashaw may not be everybody's cup of tea. We won't name names, but I don't, I cannot conceive why anybody wouldn't, would not be mesmerized by this guy's work. It, 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 the book I'm talking about is called Body World. It's published. Oh, yeah. It's published by Pantheon. I've read it three times so far and I have Christ. not, I have not tired of it yet. It's an important book. It's science fiction. It's hardcore sci-fi. Uh, it's welcome to the world of the future, uh, 2060 to be exact. And Julian, feel free to do some sound effects or interject when you think something's cool or interrupt me in any way because I don't want this to go on long because you are a guest and I want you to participate, but I got a lot to say about this, so I'm going to try and trim it. So the year is 2060 and the place is called Boney Borough, USA, which in the words of one of the book's characters is a new post-Civil War experimental self-contained forest town designed to facilitate the peaceful coexistence of human beings and nature. There's hints at a backstory in which the United States was embroiled in a civil war and they made these little tiny city-states to escape from what one character calls, you know, toxic waste and mutant children running around all over. But this character is not the most trustworthy of characters in the book. So how believable or how credible her comments are is not quite clear. She's a bit of a whore too, but you know, that's, that's whatever. But, uh, so, so you have this town, this little town called Boney Borough. And while it's far from idyllic, it is a fairly uneventful, low-key low place to live. The borough's one school encompasses grades K through 12, all of them in one building, and the kids are not all unlike those of today. They study, they date, they play sports. In fact, the city is famous as the birthplace of a game called Die Ball. This is, this is kind of cool. It's a strange game that incorporates elements of football, soccer, and curling. <laughs> Curlings was his, nice. this was in here. So I thought I'd bring it. Um and and I the thing about works, but... <laughs> if if you want to know how it works, Dash Shaw gives you all of the rules for the game within the narrative. Nice. He just he just stops and there's two pages where it, it shows you the the layout of the die balled court. Uh, the rules of the game, what the players have to do. Uh, in, in a nutshell, it's the players attempt to roll a large 10-sided dice-shaped ball. It looks like a huge 10-sided die, and it has the numbers corresponding to the sides. And what they do is they, they have to roll the ball into a 5-foot square on the opponent's side of the field. And if they do that, they get points in accord with the number that comes face up when the ball stops in the square. But it, but if they roll the ball and it gets uh, into a uh, area 
directly outside of the square whatever the the ball rolls the number there they lose a player on their team with that corresponding number kind of cool kind of cool so but, it's super uh, dice yeah but it's it's like football too cuz it's very physical and because it's so physical the um players use this thing called die gunk it's this creamy kind of adhesive concoction that helps the ball stick in their hands but what happens is it makes the players retarded <laughs> um extended exposure to this die gunk affects the brains of of these players and they become addicted to it after a while and one of the book's main characters uh a senior called billy bob borg He's attained a bit of celebrity status as Boney Burrow's best die ball player, but like I said, unfortunately for Billy Bob, exposure to this die gunk, and it's the, 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 the Burrow's number one export is die ball and die gunk. That's where they're making their money from this, this game. Um, he's a little bit touched in the head. He's, he's not right. He has a hard time thinking, uh, and, but what few thoughts he has are of his girlfriend, Pearl Peach. Now, Pearl's also, yeah, also a senior. She's a beautiful, bright little lass who finds life in Bur Boney Burrows just a bit too mundane for her liking. She wants out. She wants something to come along and, and, and break up the monotony of her boring life. And of all that hardcore dance has gotten to be? Unfortunately, she gets her wish <laughs> with, with the arrival of big city botanist Professor Polly Panther. Now, he's a writer who and a professor of botany who he's pinch hitting for the deceased writer of an encyclopedia on the hallucinogenic effects of North American plant life third edition the dude is messed up he's a sadistic self-loathing caustic narcissistic substance abuser he he needs a toke a snort a pill and a shot in the arm just to get started in the morning he walks around with his arms covered in nicotine patches uh, he's not all that concerned with hygiene. He's a chronic suicide chump. Many times in the course of the narrative, the guy tries to take his life, and he botches it every time. But he's a hopeless romantic. <laughs> he, he, he arrives in Boney Burrows due to the reports of a strange new plant, a psychoactive plant that was found on the school grounds. This is where the story gets very, very cool. It's, it's neat. Um, he's led to the scene by uh, this curvaceous cocktease come science teacher named Jem Jewell. There's four main characters in this book. There's the professor, Polly Panther, the science teacher, Jem Jewell, Billy Bob, the, the die ball player, and Billy's girlfriend, soon-to-be ex-girlfriend, Pearl Peach. But what this plant does, this is very neat. When smoked in the proximity of someone else, another living human being with a consciousness, blah, 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 when, 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 they, when Professor Polly inhales this substance the consciousness of the person or people around him gets transferred to him and vice versa he can think what they think he can feel and experience and uh, their memories are all, all available to him because of this plant um, the entheogenic effects of the plant when imbibed in the presence of other consciousnesses it separates the gulfs the gulf separate uh, between people uh, it's closed. Those affected by the plant share thoughts, emotions, memories, all external stimuli like pain. In a nutshell, it's like stepping into somebody else's skin while remaining in your own. And this is where the book gets really neat. Dash Shaw 
uses comics to the full ex- fullest extent because he overlays different characters' faces on other characters. You can only do this in comics. It would work with film, but not not this well. It's it's almost like cubism on the comic page. It's nuts. You'll have one character, and you could see the graphic shorthand of another like overlaid on their face and uh if there's well i don't want to give it away but there's certain scenes where there's a forest and one character has experienced different uh, emotional states and different periods in her life in this forest and the professor can see it and it's all happening in one panel like you'll have her over to the right doing something by a tree and then there there's somebody else up in a tree in a different time of her life and then she'll say something and characters even start speaking the thoughts of other characters it's bizarre um and it, it just raises a hell of a lot of questions like how would you react to being hardwired to somebody else's mind if you were privy to everything that they think and they feel and they know, what would you do? Would you use that info to your advantage and exploit the knowledge? What if you had access to their feelings towards you? And that's a really big part of the book. Are you ex- prepared to experience yourself as others see and perceive you? Or, potentially worse, what if others saw you as you see yourself? There's Yes, there's a, a point in the book where the patch of psychoactive plants gets burned uh, uh, is lit on fire and the smoke wafts over the whole town so you have characters thinking and feeling like the 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 uh, consciousness of other characters and vice versa it's crazy Uh, how would you know that your thoughts and emotions were yours and not those of someone else it, it's it's this is all explored in the book and like i said shaw pushes the limits of comics it it's gorgeous you you won't believe it there there's one page uh, sequence where two characters who have imbibed the drug start mixing their consciousness and he'll put the female's head on the male's body now the panther uh professor panther's balding he's not much to look at so if you he'll draw the girl's face with like stubble on her head and a receding hairline and then he'll draw he'll put the dialogue of the guy coming out of the girl's mouth and vice versa it's insane he's it's a total mind fuck it's an incredible book um and as I was reading it, it's it's printed vertically. You have to read the book, you know, in, in, uh, vertically because, and that's how the page the pages flow too vertically. And I'm thinking this would be a perfect candidate for the iPad. Perfect. There, there's there's a sequence where there's a seven page descent into New York City that just keeps continuing over pages and pages. Right. Can you? I can only imagine what that would be like scrolling that on the iPad. You know, relative to the iPad, I, I, I get what you're saying, but one of the things I think that's awesome about Dash Shaw in particular, uh, in this book that you're talking about in particular, is that um, he really plays with the form, you know? I mean, oh, he, yeah. every one the, of his books is syntax. a different shape. Yeah. And you know this book in particular is is you know it's longer than normal and it's got the it's got the coloring on the uh, on the you know the edge um, you know the uh, on the edge outside layer and uh, he really seems to understand um, you know that comics aren't beholden to any particular shape and that the entire package can be an experience. So I mean I I think he. Uh, he 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 deserves kudos for that, and I guess he'd lose a little bit of that in the iPad. But but then again, he probably is one of those artists that could do something with the iPad in terms of uh, taking it to the next level that a lot of people haven't really thought yeah. of yet. So well, this this well, story was originally serialized online, 
So the scrolling yeah. was part of the story from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy. There are two pop-out maps of Boney Burrow on grids. And the first one is a location map where each part of the city or the borough is color-coded. And what he does is he pinpoints certain sections of this map in the narrative. And he'll show you a little square of color and put a, there's a corresponding letter and number, like you cross-reference it across the top of the grid by a letter and then you go down numerically and he'll put like say Q1 and put the color so you know exactly where in the, in the place, in the location, this part of the narrative is taking place. It's nuts! And then in, in the back cover, there's another pop-out map that breaks the city down into streets by color and population and households. Uh, 32.3 have children, 40.8 have are married couples. The planning that went into this story is extensive. I mean, that's only part of it. Just the the way the characters interact, and he keeps the their backstories clear and 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 cohesive through the thing. The, the professor Polly had a bad experience with a woman. Uh, prior to coming to the town, he took so many drugs that his girlfriend's dog came in while he was snorting and and ate part of his drugs and the dog died. So he lost the girl. Mm. And, and this Polly Peach, uh, Pearl Peach, she looks eerily similar to the girl that he's been longing for ever since then, even though she's like a, a teen. So that's part of his motivation. It's insane. It, it's a beautiful, gorgeous book where Shaw just wrangles comics and just makes them do what he wants them to. It, it's When you read it, you will see this. I'll call him a kid because that's what he is. He has comics in a hammerlock, and he's just making them do what he wants. And that's... I, I'm envious of the guy. I'll be honest. Uh, I, I would not be able to execute a story with this precision or artfulness. And his drawing style may not be everybody's cup of tea, like Gary Panner and of that ilk. He, it's, it's very unique to, uh, the individual, but I think it's just bre- breathtaking. He, he renders characters w- with line and he'll do backgrounds with just color. So you get, a bit of an animation kind of feel from it. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Julian, what do you think? Um, right now, since you started this, I've been looking at it on on um, on the website. So it was, it's you know, it's I, hot. I've never heard of it. Because, you know, so I pulled the mother box out. <laughs> A.K.A. the iPhone? Yeah, you know, mother box, you know. That's what Steve really wants to call it. You know, he just, you know. Two X's, too. So, oh, Vince. Oh, you're breaking up. Yeah, it looks really, it looks like a cartoon. It looks mm-hmm. like a like it looks like a really interesting cartoon. Uh, I'm, I'm not actually sitting down and reading it because then I wouldn't say anything because I haven't yeah. read it. Yeah, um, it looks really interesting. I like the way he's using color and there's no no panel borders. It's just white and it, it seems you, I like uh, squares for panels of some pages. Some pages like some panels they change up. It's a really interesting type of comic. I like that it scrolls up and down. It's like made for reading. It almost seems like it's made for reading on a phone. <laughs> Well, that's what Vince was saying, yeah. Now, now, have you read any of his other stuff, uh, Julian? No, I just know he exists. Yeah. I, I haven't really had a chance to read any of his work. Yeah, I mean, Dashaw probably isn't someone that I think people would have assumed that I was into, but uh, but I did try uh, I did try uh, Unclothed Man and Bottomless Belly Button, which was out of curiosity, and they were both so so profoundly entertaining that uh, that that I, I picked this up. I haven't actually read it yet, but uh, Vince knows I, I picked this up at Cito Zito's. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I mean this 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 cat's going to stick around for a while. I have a feeling. Yeah, he seems to be. He, he seems to. He's probably going to become one of those uh, indie darlings. He he reminds me of a uh, um. Shoot, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, shoot, Billy Corgan. What's that guy's name? Mm-hmm. Chris Ware. Oh, well, Chris Ware. Yeah. Chris Ware. Yeah. Like back when it, like he first came out, mm-hmm. he reminds me of that. I remember things was all all a flutter back when I was in school when he when yeah. I started. Like oh, it's so great! Like at that time, I was still into just seeing you know whatever's newest issue. They got uh, Wolverine cutting somebody. Hey, don't front on Wolverine. Issue nine hundred coming at you. <laughs> you know what? I'm hating on that. Why are you gonna put issue nine hundred? He they restart his book every freaking four years. I'm mad. But yeah, this dad shark kid seemed pretty good. Yeah, they probably be SPX. Maybe if he's there, I'll run up on him. He's. I oh, think. He, I yeah, think he's going to take that. over the comics world. He he's he's going to well, break the indie comics world. No, no, I think it's going to be more than that. The, mm. the, yeah, wow. you you will eventually eventually see him branching out, as we've seen with uh, Unclothed Man. He branched out into animation. He, the the panels can't constrain this guy's talent. He he within the narrative, he'll do linear. He'll 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 do a little mini painting for each panel, and like in the fire sequence, the color actually spills over between panels. He's he's a renaissance man. He's using the the art form to it. He's pushing it to it, the limits, and there doesn't seem to be limits with with Dashaw. He just seems capable of of doing anything. I will say one thing though: if, if you are of an indie comics mindset, there is a fantastic element to this story that may turn you off. It's like I said, it's sci-fi, and uh, I don't see why it would. I mean, there's all genres uh, can take place whatever in in any kind of comics, like mainstream or indie. All genres work, but there are there are uh, there's a type of reader like those that appreciate the work of Jeffrey Brown, his autobiographical stories. That if there were certain science fiction elements within that narrative, they may get a little turned off. So. Take note that there there's a, a portion of this story that is sci-fi, not SF uh, sci-fi, as Ackerman coined it. It's it's pretty fantastic, but it works. I think it works really well, and it's it's just like I said, it's amazing, revelatory. It's just a fantastic book. If we did the eleven o'clockers tomorrow, I would give this book of the year. Wow! Wow! Over aphrodisiac? Yeah. Wow. Well, then I guess we'd have to agree to disagree, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, this this is it's interesting. This is this is weird. It seems like he has a very confident line. Like, I would be surprised if he really sits down and plans all this out. Like when he draws, like it's drawn almost like it's in his head already. I think it's deceptive and though. He just draws, and then like the design of like the different rules and the and the other like grids seem like, but it seems like it's already there. Like I don't, I don't know if I can explain that well. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think if you look at the maps, he's already of the mindset of of a planning type. Um, yeah, but like to me, it seems it's coming directly out of his head. Like that's <laughs> the way he thinks. If that's the case, then man, I'd be really afraid of this guy. Because <laughs> if this is coming straight out of somebody's head, woo, this is genius level. Un, un, unplanned, my God, I, I can only mm-hmm. imagine what it would be like to have this kind of skill. But I, I would recommend this book to anybody. It's fantastic. I love Aphrodisiac for what it is, but this is mind-boggling. A level, mm-hmm. a level so far above anything. Well, I'm psyched because I, I obviously bought it with the anticipation it's going to be fantastic. So I, yeah. I, I you will not be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello. So I'm reading, or I'm about to read, um, Joe his bedtime story, and he can usually choose a comic or a book, and. 
he, I brought home the Flash ring uh, yesterday, and uh, Flash number one, and um, Joe likes the Flash, but I've never read him any Flash comics, and I heard that it was now safe to read the Flash, and kind of flipped through it, and uh, the art looked amazing, and I just thought, let's let's go with it and see see how we get on. Um, yeah, he he was very impressed, really really impressed. So I'm reading through it with Jeff Johns and his um, uh, his police procedural uh, conversations halfway through, and Joe's kind of flashing his eyes across the page because I think I'm losing him because there's no enormous monster uh, coming to get him. And then all of a sudden, uh, Barry, uh, you know, slams the ring Ben Ten style and and starts running all over the place. A couple of double, you know, splash pages later, and Joe's hooked, completely hooked. And he says, who drew this, Dad? And I turn to the front and I say, Francis Manipole. And he says, "Um, okay, Scotty is my favorite artist. And I said, Scotty who? And he says, Scotty Young. And I said, and what did he draw? And he said, Wizard of Oz. Okay, fair enough. No lip service. He knows his shit. Um, And he says, Francis Manipole is uh, not my number one artist. He's my one and a half bestest artist. So, Francis Manmole, you're officially made. You've made it onto the Joe Burden top um, top artist list. Okay, so Scotty, watch out. Okay, because Manmole is creeping up your ass. Bye. Julian, take us away. Do something. Come on. I want to know what you're jonesing on. What you loving? What am I jonesing? Dude, I only uh, this is the only comic I read was 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 Batman and Siege last week. I read a. Uh, you don't have to be current. Batman and Robin number twelve. That was oh, that was like heaven. That was yeah. You got tell, it right. Why don't you, you tell me right. tell me what I'm missing because I dropped Batman and Robin after issue two. Really? Oh, yeah. The fly. That's because you gave up on DC though. Right. Well, what yeah, am I? So I, I understand why you gave up on DC. I get that because you know they doing some whack stuff right now. But man, Morrison's writing some good. Co- man, he has Talia put a thing in Damien. They essentially. She turned him into a Wii console. <laughs> wait, wait. What? You think Talia, Talia Al Ghul turned Damien into a Nintendo Wii console? Yes. How? What you talk about, Willis? Yo, for real. Like, his mama, his mama crazy. Yeah. See, well, yeah. Mbiko, right? Mm-hmm. He had to get new surgery to get his new back. So, while she was doing that, my man Dick Grayson, being a beast, was in England. Teaming up with Batwoman and all them English people, Night and Squire. Night <laughs> <laughs> Squire, yeah. She put something in the back of his neck so that, like, she can use Damien to, like, body Dick Grayson. But now, can she she body download body. fighting styles into him or something? Or oh, It's like a user. You stand in, like, a thing, and you, and you move this thing. Around. I call him We Robin. That's what it is. And so guess- it's Project Natal. You know, to, to, to defeat him, but you know, Oberon Sexton is there, you know, being a dandy, being a pimp with his hat, uh-huh. cool shades, knocking out crazy people in the, in the cemetery, and then, you know, I don't know if I can spoil the whole thing. That's how the fun is revealed, man. I could spoil yeah, it. Yeah, don't, don't spoil who that is, but but you were right, though. But Talia has been crazy for a long time, but. Oh, yeah. Her and runs in the family. She got. She, she got. Crazy now. She but like, she. 
didn't she get wicked crazy in that ruckus story, uh, Death in the Maiden? Some, uh, she was like repeatedly right. killed and dipped in the gunk in the, the, Lazarus, so, the Lazarus pit. I got for you three Batman folks, especially you, Julian, because I know you really are into Morrison Batman. Do you think Morrison's plan, because he's, he obviously introduced Damien, Batman and Son. I mean, that's, this is his thing, his arc. Do you think Morrison's plan is to evolve Damien into the ultimate Batman villain? Or do you think he's going to somehow ultimately redeem him and make Damien the real Bruce replacement at well, some then, point? Then we get a then we get a glimpse of that with Batman six hundred and sixty six. If we did, I didn't read it. Okay, should, because that's a key issue. That issue right there basically explains all of this whole run. Okay, yeah, because Damien is the Batman of the future. Damien okay. is is he's re- like the twelve issues is like the like is going to make you like that ten year old kid. I don't know his purpose. It's, it's, to me, I guess it's really adding something new. Everything in Batman and Robin is new. There was no freaking Professor Pig and a crazy circus with a toad and right. Foster Trek and an ugly fat woman and all that stuff before. There was no crazy, like, mass people. And you got Jason Todd being basically jammed from the Brady Bunch just being angry all the time. <laughs> no, not, not, and, cur- not recently there wasn't, but that, stu- that kind of storytelling was a staple of the Silver Age. Yeah, that's what. It, but that's what it is. It is like it's like new Silver Age. It's kind of like kind of like All Star Superman, but with a Dick Grayson Batman and a ten year old Robin that's kind of angry. Mm-hmm. And it's off to me. It's off the chain for real. Like there was one issue when they was in England, and there was more concepts dropped in two pages about like how stuff goes on in England than like most of the combos that came out in the last six months. It's almost like. What they just talked about is six issues of a series we never read. Night Squire. Like, there's a whole crazy, like, jail full of people and crazy villains. It's like, how come that book ain't out? Half that book, all it does is make you mad because it just shows that mad people in DC is lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that's coming from you. <laughs> Not me. Like, I read them. It's like, you know, I could punch Marvel too, but, I, you know, hey, I ain't read them for a year. But right. people don't like Morrison. I don't know. I don't see why they can't get it. He got freaking Oberon Sexton looking like a beast. That reveal is off the chain. There's crazy people. There's like, they got something where like, it looks like freaking Scarface or something or the death of not of like Pablo Escobar, but with like freaking, <laughs> <laughs> like the bad guy, like the main bad guy of his art. And mm-hmm. then Nate is just like, he was hard. He didn't like Dick Grayson. But now that's his fame. That's like his big brother and Alfie. He, Dick Grayson calls Alfred Alfie because Michael Caine played Alfred. He was Alfie. That is off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to admit, though, the kind of storytelling Morrison used to do in The Invisibles, and uh, which really came to a head in, in Final Crisis, He's kind of ratcheted that super concentrated conceptual stuff back a couple notches. And now he's more, uh, I think he's as concerned with entertaining his audience as he is with pleasing himself. So if you can get equal parts out of Morrison, that's great. The, the older stuff was Morrison just 
pleasing himself, writing what he wanted to write at at the expense of a lot of readers. But now I think he's kind of tweaked it a bit where he's well, got the best of both I know a lot of, of our listeners are sitting there thinking, well, he didn't do that in Final Crisis. I mean, so. That's what I mean. Right. I think Final Crisis was that last drip of, of that the old Morrison way of, of storytelling, and now we're mm-hmm. getting this more, I don't want to call it reader-friendly because obviously a lot of people are still mystified by by the man's right. uh, style. I but I don't either. I don't either. But but well, there I, I, are a lot of people jonesing on this Batman and Robin series, and oh, that sure. that for tells sure. me so, you know Morrison has found a groove where he can please himself and everybody else. There's nothing yeah, wrong with I find that. It, I find it, you know for all the, again it kind of gets back to my little thing about the Deadpool's that for all the complaining people do Morrison on Batman's books. Yeah. And, you know, I like to give, you know, getting back to the Hulk thing, because, Julian, before you came on, we talked about Hulk 22 a bit. And everyone knows I, I give Jeff Loeb shit, but, and Jeff Loeb is the first person every time he's interviewed to remind you that his books sell. But I got to be fair, his books sell, right? I mean, he, you know, he people want to read Jeff Loeb books. You know, enough people do. And same thing with Morrison. I mean, Morrison's Batman books crush the Superman books. And I know a lot of people think the Superman books are at a, you know, creative renaissance, and that's great. And I know sales aren't the ultimate arbiter, but when you're talking about DC and Marvel icons, well, the sales matter. I mean, that you know, sure. I, I I'll buy it. Sales aren't the ultimate arbiter when you're talking about a book like you know, The Order or Rebels or you know, Stumptown or Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's you know, either indie books or B or C list characters. I get that. I'll buy that. That things keep those books from selling really high. But when you're talking about Superman, action, Batman, Spider-Man, Wolverine, X-Men, I think sales are at least in part indicative of whether or not those ideas and creators are being well received. And for all the hateration that goes on about Morrison, Morrison Batman books sell. People he's, he's, he's delivering. Superman ain't hot. Superman ain't hot. I don't care. I'll, I'll debate yeah. about. Well, I gotta be. I'm glad it could be Chris isn't here. But you know, he was. He sent me the like first like 40 issues of the of the Superman. You know, the since they've done with the triangle numbering, and I read them and I you know I enjoyed them well enough. Um, and I've actually kept up with a lot of them. And it's you know it's 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 been a hot mess the last year. I mean, it's it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. I mean, they created a planet of Superman for a year. Had nothing really happen except for two years too long. Superman didn't get along with Zod. Wow, that's a shocker. Uh, and then, and I don't want to spoil, but then something just happened to basically, you know, erase it back. Like, okay, what, what was the point of all that? But you know, whatever. But sell books. I don't want to really. go inside, but yeah. The, well, but they it didn't. Selling books, they're they're not, selling they're selling books, books. Well, they're, they're selling a lot Carl more than storyline. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, I, I said they're they're selling more books than ninety percent of the rest of the comics industry. Even though Superman pulls in fifty thousand copies, that's a hell of a lot better than all the titles below it. You need to check those numbers, buddy. Superman ain't pulling close to fifty thousand copies anymore. It's like what forty something right well, now. Well, okay, even then, what what's I mean, the best selling indie indie title is only a fraction of that. So, right, but my point is, this is one of their icons, though. And it should yeah. be th- two or three times that number. You're right. Right. But that that's a, a a malady that has affected the Superman titles for years, decades even. They would do these longer than necessary stories and keep stretching. And look how long Reign of the Friggin' Superman and, and lasted. I mean, that shit went on forever and and it just that's part of the mechanics of mainstream comics where i mean if you let it be where where you 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 have this character who's been published for 60 70 years what do you do with them i mean that hasn't been done yeah, before again, this conversation started with talk about batman I mean, Morrison is doing Batman stories, right? It's not, and Batman's been around forever. A lot of Batman stories have been told, and he's selling books. Right. right. I mean, again, so. there's not many minds out there like Morrison's. For, no, for, Batman but, always sells. 
he always sells. Batman's going to sell ever since America got cynical. He's just going to sell. <laughs> go outside and I'll hear gunshots come out of my neighborhood. Batman's going to sell because everybody got to deal with crime. Everyone has some. Anybody can get got. And that's what Batman's about. So dude, yeah. crazy as he is, take it on himself, clean up the city. And Superman, they found they found it. Morrison wrote 12 issues of Awesome. I don't understand why they listen to it. And Jeff Johns, joint with Brainiac, and Lee Superhero was hot. He bounced. They messed it up. They dropped the ball. They're like LeBron James. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> so, okay, by that argument, why doesn't Daredevil sell as well as, well as Batman? Be, I, I know the movies play a big part in well, it. Well, I mean, Daredevil's never been a... I mean, right, but, I, I mean, conceptually, Daredevil's the same thing. It's the same no, book. No, he's not. He's a whiner. Yeah, they're well, not. Well, I'm not. Always me. I mean, I'm talking conceptually. You have a lone hero cleaning up a certain area of of this city. That I mean, that's what Batman used to be about. Now Morrison brought in a, a lot more, you know, big head concepts to it. But yeah, it's you still. Daredevil ain't never had no cartoon, so he can't get hot. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, they can't yeah. translate them to other things because as much as cool as Frank Miller is, they've really been like, okay, I read some of the, I read a good portion of this, mm -hmm. I read a good portion of uh, the Brew Baker. Essentially, once Miller set the benchmark of we tear him down constantly, they get to a point where it's like, well, we're going to tear him down again. Mm -hmm. Daredevil loses to FBI agents. Daredevil takes over the city. He pisses on all his friends. Uh, he does. He he wallows in it. His girlfriends get messed up. Like, right. do I want to read that? Nah, not really. He ain't even that hot of a ninja. Like, <laughs> oh, don't go. I don't know. I th I think well, we'll see in Shadowlands. I don't know. You would think, being the king of ninjas, he would do some extra cool ninja stuff. Well, I think that's what Shadowland is about. If he, yo, I want to see some summoning of some Daredevil demon or something. I want, I want epic. I, I want some Hattori Hanzo. I want some Jubei. I want something hot. I want. I know my ninja stuff. I want Legend of Kage. You want Shokusugi. <laughs> you, I'm thinking he wants a little bit of Dragon Ball in his Daredevil. Yeah, he Shokusugi, <laughs> you want Shokusugi to show up. I want, I want a whole bunch of stuff to show up in it. But it, I want at least Ninja Assassin. I want something. <laughs> Ninja something. Assassin. Well, just to give you an idea, Vince, so here you go. So, so Superman, now I, I, mean, I know Superman doesn't have, I know Superman title doesn't have Superman in it right now, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. But Superman, the title, is down 67% from five years ago. Wow. It's lost two-thirds of its audience in the last five years. That's crazy. Meanwhile, and Batman, that's with Jeff Johns. Meanwhile, Batman, up. Batgirl, up. Detective, yeah. up. Red Robin, up over five years. I mean, hell, even Green Arrow's up over five years ago. Ooh, that's pathetic. Okay? Yeah. Wow. I mean, so I'm saying, so... so I mean, put that action comics again. I realize action comics doesn't have Superman in it. I get that, but hey, that was supposed to be action comics down thirty percent in the last five years, down twenty plus percent in the last two years. I mean, it's just it's not working. It's not working. Right, you got to save the day. Don't worry about it. Julian, you how know. about if how about if the Daredevil people adopted the style and storytelling of Oda, the one uh, the One Piece author? It would be powerful. Look it'll at that, like a gum gum baton in the face be, from across the room. You don't even have to go Shonen. You can, if you want to be more serious, you can do something for, like, you can do something with, like, Daredevil doesn't make you, he's depressing all the time. Yeah, he's, he's pretty dumb. He's not even involved in any of the rest That's of the stuff in the Marvel Universe, like, ever. Like, he's in Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen ain't big. You're right. 
It's a, it's a kitchen. It's not that big. Shout out to Five <laughs> Napkin Burger. Like, come on. <laughs> like, come on, like, how you, how you gonna run? You want, like, what? A couple, you want some blocks? How the heck you gonna tell Luke Cage to back and fall back? Hey, Luke Cage, he's punch you in the face. Like, <laughs> it always ends up with a punch it in the face. It does end up with a punch yeah. in the face. He's not that tough. He better get in line. Wait, how come Captain America come over there, son? You need to get in line, son. We need your ninjas. Come on. How come he ain't fight Wolverine yet? Wolverine hate hand ninjas. In Shadowlands, I better hear about Wolverine messing up tons of hand ninjas because hand ninjas and Wolverine don't get along. No, yeah. they don't mix. Enemy of the state, baby. Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, it's going back. Okay. On the poster, he ain't Franken Castle. You do all this work, change his title, and I see a poster of him looking like a regular ass Frank Castle shoot somebody in the balls. <laughs> yeah, that is gonna be curious. I have to agree, that is a little curious. Where the hell did that go? <laughs> It's a teaser poster. We don't know the timeline. It, it's, wait, I'm not, Frank, I'm not wait a minute. Oh, Who's oh, timeout, partner? Oh, uh, uh, wait. I need clarification. Somebody got wait. Somebody got shot in the balls. We do know that Shadowlands takes place in current continuity after after Dark Rain. We know that. Yes. I'm confused. And we know Frankencastle's been Frankencastle since before Dark Rain ended. Right. It was. It, it happened with with Punisher the list. But right. how long? But but okay. So what is what's the timeline for Frankencastle? How long has well, has storyline? Right, no, I know it's ongoing. But I mean, is it been? Just because it's been going on for four, five, six months, has well, it? You're saying. They could argue that he's going to be back to regular Frank. I mean, he could have been Shadowlands. I mean, maybe he's Frank and Castle for like four, you know, three, four days. I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't, I don't know exactly. Oh. I mean, it's the same way people say, you know, how the hell's Batman in Justice League of America? Batman the Outsiders, Batman Wait, the Detective. I'm blind a little bit. Well, just, just these, are, the, these are posters, Vince. Uh, lead the way. The Punisher. Wait, wait, wait. The Punisher is in Shadowland. Yes, yeah. as Frank yeah. Castle. Not I did not know Castle. that. Okay. Yes. Not a super duper Franken style mode. Frank Castle. He's like regular. I got a shirt, some pants, and military guns. Kind of like the way I enjoy seeing the Punisher. But I'm not gonna hate on Franken Castle because I've never read Franken Castle. Yeah, hate. Don't hate. Right. But, so, you know, hey, yeah, Daredevil's not my dude, and Superman ain't selling because they don't know what they're doing to DC. Sorry, they only got really one good book right now. They kind of lost me in Green Lantern. I kind of don't <laughs> care about that White Lantern. No, I just oh, don't I, care. I still like it. Just, wow, see I that? I hate, but, like, what? Really? Really? There's, there's, there's a tears falling when people to listen to this episode. I know. Everyone thought Julian was going to come on tonight and, and pip DC out and bust Marvel up. <laughs> no, it's not. The DC, which they need it's to be reading, and around it because it's the fire. It's the truth. I can't condone anything else. They they mess Green Arrow up, got him shooting people in the head. Yeah, for sure. Losing limbs. Arm and killed his kid. <laughs> I don't even understand how that went across somebody's desk and it was like, yo, that's a good story. Who wants to read that? Nobody wants to read that. Why? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think there's a future for Julian in editorial. I know. <laughs> oh, I would. How awesome would it be if Julian was was one of the senior editors? And he's like, he gets the pitch, and he's like, no one wants to read that. <laughs> like he's had his, he had a C, and he had he had his hot, sexy Asian, kind of crazy baby mama who probably would come over. They fight, something good happen, then he got to kick her out again because she's freaking Cheshire and she's crazy. 
but that's a little baby mama. But and you know that was good. And then like let's say this, you know, he call up Wally and he bring the kids over play date. You get you call Dick, you call Cyborg, they set the grill up. You know what I'm saying? They cooking, they cooking the links, they cooking the ribs, the hamburger. They talk about whatever's gonna happen in the fact of the Justice League, whatever. But no, you ruin that. You ruin yep. that by you 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 gonna blow up a city. Why are you gonna blow up a city? Come on, it's America, Jack. We got we already got people to blow up today. Why we wanna read that? Church unheard of. We got one piece and we got pirates fighting for one whole year straight and it's bananas and that's why they can sell two million books in like a day because they got pirates or they got ninjas fighting and ain't got no kids getting killed. Yeah, I'm already a convert, so you're speaking my language Epic. with the one piece. That's right. Ep- you get one, the whole now, stream now, with Julian. Julian. Now let me ask you though on, on the one piece. Can you you gotta pick up one piece from volume one or can you just pick up any volume? No, 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 no. You can't pick up no shonen book randomly. That's why they put they put out the three volume books. Yeah, that's the ones I book saw. Three volumes in it. You read that joint, you get hooked. You're like, yo, Luffy the Monkey is a beast. See, oh, Zoro is a monster. He got the blade. He got the sword in his teeth. He gonna cut you. Right now, uh, Julian, explain to Jason. I don't. I'm, I'm assuming he doesn't know what shonen means. Shonen is actually, actually, but oh, you okay. do. Thanks for giving me the credit though i appreciate no that. i didn't think i did <laughs> well you know, exp- explain to the you know? right explain to the audience what you were going to be the everyman jason you're just trying I to see. You know, oh, i see i'm just going to be the peon I, I, no, I, you're going to be there i didn't mean to this oh i see i see oh boy so yeah showing uh, essentially jason mitty 12 year old boy martyr that that you know that is the demographic for a superhero comic yeah you're right well, originally, it's just that their audience in Japan, when they get older, they got new shit for them to read. So, so this one piece, with it. yeah, this one piece, East Blue One Two Three, is the first three volumes of it. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does it take one to two months to ship? Damn, where are you ordering it from? Amazon, the eleven o'clock store? Nah, you can go to Borders and pick that up tomorrow. Borders, Barnes and Noble. No, they got them all over the place. They they just yeah. flood the market. Like you walk into the store, you might trip over that joint. You that see, last last week or the week before, the diamond shipping list, they shipped like seven volumes of One Piece at one shot. Forty seven to like whatever, fifty two or fifty three. So one shot. Yeah, they've been jacking up the releases of One Piece too. They had All one right. month. I I think they released five or six volumes. It's. I mean, it, but on the truth tip though, it's it's a little daunting though because you know it I is. Mean, it's like like you said, I got fifty fifty some volumes out. It's like damn, like yeah. But yo, I read like I not everybody condones this, but I read mass cancellations because I can't wait. But, but you can you can read One Piece for free online. I mean, it's a legit site. Uh, that's how I read it. I read it all in three weeks. I read really? five, I read five chapters in three weeks. Wow. Once you wow. Once you, you start, you don't. Know, no, I ride it on the bus. I ride it on the train. I have an hour and a half commute. Oh, mother box then. Yeah, I can. I read a. Uh, I can read a regular Takuban in like forty minutes. Okay. Why don't you explain to Jason so, what that is too? Garrett <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morris in the corner. <laughs> No, that's that's what the, the what, what you see in the stores of manga. That's what they're called. That's the top of one. So right. I just yeah. Bakugan. <laughs> Bakugan. Yeah. The, the octagon. Yeah, that thing is huge. Freaking Bakugan and stupid Super Marvels. All over the place. Bakugan. My little my little dude Jackson's turning five next week, and oh. he wants. He's, that's all he wants is Bakugan. You can yeah. always. It was made for him. 
that's good. Yeah. yeah. But you can you tell you can tell when a franchise, a game franchise, has run out of ideas when they take pieces and make snap-on pieces. Binus. Oh, for, when for, they make binus. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That, that's always the kiss that's of death for a game. He wants those, like, the three, the three of them that combine. Yeah. He ain't yeah. in the Pokemon yet, Jason? No, you know it's funny you say that because my seven-year-old is we we got my seven-year-old a uh, a DS for his birthday. Yeah, and he's been loving. It. And uh, you know I've been looking at different games with him, and uh, I've been trying to get him to try out the Pokemon, and he's not really feeling it yet. And I think if I could like rent it for him and he play it, he'd be real down with it because he loves battling, and he loves powers and stuff. So I think it's like perfectly up his alley. Uh, yeah. But he hasn't really. You know, like... you know the numbers. You know how much that sold in the past month? They almost were ten million copies. It just came out a month and a half ago. Which one of the new Pokemon? Which were remakes from Pokemon from ten years ago. You oh, said, really? Did you say ten yeah, million copies? It's like eight point two, and it's a remake of a game that came out in like two thousand. Like which one are you talking about? Gold or silver? Hard gold or silver are remakes of gold and silver. Wow, oh. that didn't come out too long ago. Gold and silver, yeah, like, Nintendo. Yeah, it. You know, it. it the the game manufacturers are doing something right because it's like freaking Skynet in our in our house. We have like four <laughs> four or five dual screens going at one time. The the dual screens sync up with the Wii. They're playing this shit all over the house. The one, <laughs> and, and and it's it's really weird because Mia likes games that have absolutely no ending. Like uh, Harvest Moon, where you just uh-huh. walk around and feed animals, and and she's yeah, just farm. yeah, you feed animals and farm, and right. she's like, oh, this is great. I was like, wait a minute, that's Dude, my, real uh, life. Why would you want to play say, that? One of the coolest games ever that I've ever seen is Scribblenauts. Scribblenauts. Holy shit! You don't know it? Is that like drawn drawn to life? You got to actually draw in the game. It is, but words but stuff come out. Right words, any word you can think of, it'll create that for you to complete your mission. Really. So, like, you got like, let's say you get a mission, like, you're a dude, you're standing there, and there's a big, like, body of water with piranha in it, and you got to get across that, and then up to a high ledge to get, like, a kite or something, right? Well, all you, all you got is your words. So, whatever you can think of, it'll create for you, and you can use those things, too. But it's like, I've tested it. Like, you, you could, anything you can think the right, it'll create for you. It's crazy. Wow. I hate to see Mark Miller playing that game. He'd be right. Clint. <laughs> no, no, you can't do anything I've seen. You can't do anything I've seen. I said Clint. Yeah, well, I'm saying, but like any, any, like any proper, proper nouns or anything like that. But, but it's like it's crazy. And like, so my son just like keeps trying to come up with like craziest like shit to create to like to make it work, and it works. It's nuts. So, so you write the word, and that object. Comes. Yes, it'll pop out of thin air, and you can use the object, and it's and it's subject to the same laws of physics that the actual object would be in real life. Oh, that's it's, nuts! That's so if if like, you write like, ele- if you write elephant, you get an elephant in the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. you can't create anything living. I don't think. Oh, so, but like any like so in this body of water, like he actually he tried to create a car, right? And then like he it had unexpected like the car popped up out of thin air and falls, but the car fell into the water and crushed the piranha. So you're like Silver Age, <laughs> you're like Green Lantern in that game. Yeah, yeah pretty, so like even though he couldn't drive the car, which is what he wanted to do, like the car killed the piranha, which let him jump in the water and then create a ladder and climb out of the water into the ladder. So he, oh, he I got to look into this. I got to look into awesome, it. Sounds dude. good. It is awesome. Yeah, scribble off. Talk about Green Lantern game, and that's another thing where I'm a bit bad at DCV is how the hell they can't come out with one good game. They can, I can think of good DC comic games. And like, you got Jim Lee taking off. 10 years to make it. They paid Jim Lee a couple million dollars to create this next one. It's a, it, but that's an MMO. Like, okay, I'll give them that. But, like, nobody else is coming up with a good game. You can't right. even copy Marvel. Well, Superman Returns. Returns. Wait, wait, wait. An MMO. No, Superman Returns is a shitty game. <laughs> they they, uh, they did good numbers with Arkham Asylum. 
Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I personally don't like Arkham Asylum, but I'm glad people do enjoy it. And it's well made. And so Batman Lego did well. But Batman, Batman did always eventually do all right. That's not yeah, a- Lego, Lego Cancer would sell. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Damn. Wow. No, really. Leg- Legos, Legos, <laughs> Captain. You're right. It'll <laughs> be like in space, and you fighting cancer cells, but it's Lego, Lego lymphoma. <laughs> hey, Julian. Speaking of MMOs, what we got you on? How's StarCraft Two going? I haven't been able to play. I've been having to do work. What? It looks so bananas, like. You read 52 volumes of a manga in a week and you don't have time to play video games? <laughs> you don't have time to play video games. Yeah, I can't draw on the bus and I can't draw on the train. I true, I do oh, do right. Dude, don't be, right. he's, he's in heavy metal. I, he he I trunks know, anything. Well, yeah, let's, let's, well, before we got to wrap up, let's circle back. Let's give him some love. Let's, let's, let's shout him out what he's been doing. So, so uh, Julian, so heavy metal. So, what, which month issue was it? I, mean, I know I, I, we talked, but uh, for the people at home. They got a new issue out now. Yeah, it came out today. It came out. It right. was it came, the issue I was in was the May issue. It came out in March, and then you know right. they got the issue out, so it's, it's gone. But and, and to your credit, the the layout was really nice. They, your 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 art is big and fresh and yeah. large on the page. They did really well. It did. It was looking really nice. It was the first time I seen like something like that in print. Actually, that I didn't have any hand in. The last time I saw my stuff in print, I think was like maybe something I did for a CGS thingy and like. The college con will help edit. Mm-hmm. Now, people that uh, are regular listeners to our show know that we we praise your webcomic Ants quite often, and it can be found at Ants A N T S, not C A N T S Julian dot com. Julian Lytle is J U L I A N L Y T L E. I'm not going to front it. Uh, especially pleased me that uh, I was actually a character in it. Much love. Uh, but uh, it, it, how would you? I've described Ants on the show, um, but. I'd love to hear how you describe ants uh, to to those uh, who who maybe aren't familiar. Okay, ants is a comic that fills a void that there's no comic out there that say that takes things that we probably enjoy like a comic book or a video game or random pop culture things and talk about it from I guess a side that's not so. And don't take this heat to take people take it wrong, but like so geek involved, like you read PvP or you read a a, a Penny Arcade, and it's just like, yo, I don't know nobody who plays Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know nobody who's like really about that, but like I know people who will play like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but we'll crack on each other and we might talk about, you know, the hot new joys that come out. Where's that comic? And you know, there's also they talked about nerd jokes. But there's other things that I, that this could be talked about, like Lady Gaga frightens rappers. That's funny. It is. <laughs> like, Steve I like to get down with the Gaga. Police to some dude's house because they paid for a stolen album five thousand dollars. That's hilarious. <laughs> there's random old white folks yelling at politicians and taking guns. They got guns in D.C. You know, this is illegal, but everyone's afraid of old white folks. That's hilarious. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he kills me. <laughs> now, this this most recent uh, ep- issue is uh, is one of the the ants characters, one of the the the, the regular characters, have a little chat with uh, Steve Jobs, and uh, he's basically telling Steve to come correct, and yeah, because uh, Steve's upset about all the shit's been happening to him, and uh, and your 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 dude on ants is like. Dude, you're Steve Jobs represent, and uh, so Steve Jobs is like, so you're saying that I, Steve Jobs, should proceed to ride on those Gizmodo and Adobe Mark ass busters? 
And then he's like, that's right, turn that motherfucker out. So, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, to me, it's like, what I love about your comic, and again, I mean, you know, everybody, I mean, web comics are, you know, kind of each individual voice, but what I love about Ants is it takes a look at pop culture in a, from an angle that, like, I totally vibe with, but I don't see anywhere else, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, dude's keeping it real. You know what it reminds me of? Kind of reminds me of like a modern day, more intellectual version of. Um, remember uh, Robert Townsend's movie Hollywood Shuffle? Yeah, that's a great movie. Right there. Remember, remember the 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 part where where they sneak in to do the movie reviews? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was. It's that like was... that if those guys were like a little more intellectual, maybe college educated, but still yeah, breaking down yeah. that same science. That's what it's like. Yeah. It's like every, like these dudes get together, they break down the pop culture, uh, you know, the the meme of the week, the pop culture meme of the week, but they break it down like you know, real talk. Yeah, you know, it's some kind of sl- it's you know, I have a lot of language in it because I wanted to put like this is how yeah. like yeah, really this is how like people talk. Like you listen to you know you t- let's say you turn on MTV jams, you might stroll across it on your digital cable, or you <laughs> might end up on BET. You might want you might end up on One Six Park, and you're like I don't understand what they're saying. It's true. After a while, you you roll with it and. You you get the context. It's like it's like watching movies without subtitles. It's <laughs> uh, a good analogy. You know, you know, gotta get with it. So it's like yeah, slang is important because it sets it off. And then I can yeah. spell. I can't misspell most slang words. It's half of them I make up. That's and true. Just, there's no official spelling. I don't yeah. care what Urban Dictionary says. Well, there's, there's, there's no official spelling to a lot of these words. I mean, I I know we all enjoy reading it, and I've talked to you about this. But how is Ants going, like as a venture? Like, I mean, are you finding it like is, is the once a week the right schedule? Are you like I don't know if it's making any money yet, but like you get any recognition from it? Like, is it is it are you are you kind of where you want to be with it? I mean, do you have like are you are you going to take it in a different direction now, or are you going to just keep doing what you're doing, or what? I think for right now, we keep doing what I'm doing. I had thoughts about doing one of those, you know, when, when web comics like guest artist week or whatever, when people mm-hmm. draw it. Mm-hmm. I got to figure it out because it's like I've been drawing these characters since I was 14. Like I don't even have to think about it. Like if you see me and we talking together, I could probably draw a strip. I well, you drew me a strip, right? I mean, you did me a strip. Yeah, sure. it's like it's not that hard to just draw. But seeing other people draw me, like that'd be kind of weird. So I have mm-hmm. an idea. It's gonna be have some mashed up with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Doctor Who. But, um, oh, I'm not gonna be able to read that one. <laughs> oh boy! No, no, no! It's not gonna have actual Doctor Who in it. But oh, okay, cool. Never yo, mind then. Yo, you you can hit all you want. The TARDIS is fly. If I had a police box, the and I walk out of it. <laughs> You're an ass. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what I can't I can't believe is because it's like the old TARDIS back in the day when I was growing up. You walk inside the little box and it's the cleanest, whitest. Like a ever. It's like a pimp level clean. Like what they don't you know. More fitting when it, I I I know they're trying to de- be a little more realistic with the with the new Doctor Who remake. Uh, is the Tardis is the Tardis a little yellow bus now, or is it still a a phone book? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even. Like I don't even get it. Doctor Who got a weird helmet. <laughs> <laughs> You, you gotta stop. <laughs> I can I cannot imagine this being enjoyable for anybody but us. Oh, uh, Chris is gonna be listening to this going, Yeah, damn right I stayed out of that one. Oh, help me. Oh Lord Oh boy, watch for concussions. Oh, that's boy. not right. That's not right. David, David is losing his shit. 
He is. is. The retarded is kind of funny. (laughs) I just fight Philip Phelan over that word, but that is funny. I know, I know. Well, but seriously, also, congrats on, I mean, uh, for those that don't know, you were nominated for a Glyph Award. Um, The award ceremony is this Friday. Okay, cool. But I'm I'm too poor to get up there. Really, really, or, you know. I'll I'll get a Ric Flair robe. See, that's what you got to think. Yeah, and and a belt, right? That's your... You want to, that's what your one of your goals is. Uh, I know from talking to you, if you make it big, your goals are you want to be you want to have a pimped out trip to Vegas, which I'm going to join you. You want to have a uh, a robot that, that has a gold chain around his neck that could do your bidding, and you want to have a uh, WCW championship belt in your image. Is that correct? The world heavyweight championship belt. Oh, my bad. See, I'm not a wrestling fan, so I didn't know there's a difference. But the biggest, most beautifulest wrestling heavyweight belt ever made. Like it's so big. It's like it's like someone's whole midsection, but they wear it around their waist. I want that belt, mm-hmm. Rick Flair, a Rick Flair robe, an official from Rick Flair's closet robe. Uh-huh. You know, make one of them good pink ones with a good sink with with Nature Boy in the back, and I okay. will get some big Ray Bands. You know, what I'm saying mirror joints so you can't see my eyes, you just see your face. Like <laughs> Eric, the big Eric B rope gold chain, like from like oh, Eric B. From, like, paid in full, like mm-hmm. really, like you can like. You can borrow mine. Ask somebody with it, and it was really hurt. Like, He-Man plastic hurt. Like, He-Man plastic <laughs> Like, so serious. I, like, every time I would come up to a panel, we have a different hat on, right? Have a different right. era fitted, like a fresh fitted. That would be my get-up. And only get some fresh, maybe some 1990 Reebok pumps. Or, you know, nothing mm-hmm. but Air Max 95s. So every time I would come to a panel, I would come out, and I will have the reflame music. And then I walk up to the panel, and I will proceed to take over whatever panel I'm on with awesomeness. Nice. Let I, it let it never be said that Julian does not have a plan. The man has a plan. He do have a plan. The man with the plan. Uh, that's all we got. Yeah. It, we we way over time, but it was worth it. It Thank was worth it. I think it was. Yeah. And uh, this uh, four color love fest was sponsored, as always, by. Discount comic book service, DCBService.com. You can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at a whopping 35 to 75% off. That's some serious discounts. And after you're done there, check out the Summit City Comic Con. It's really close. It's getting here. It's coming. It's like Comet Kahootek. You can check that out at www.summitcitycomiccon.com. Dot com. Let me make sure I got that right because I'm stupid at this time of night. Yes, yeah, SummitCityComicCon.com. And in your travels, pick up Dash Shaw's Body World and get in on World War Hulks right now. Right now. As, I, as I'm yeah, go on, order it, just get it, go to your favorite comic shop. And also, I'll say it again, read, no, um, and here's, here's one out of left field. Read Starstruck from IDW. Huh. Wow. Top Shelf Comics, not the company. <laughs> It, they're, Starstruck is fantastic. Elaine Lee, Kaluda, a little bit of Charles Vess. It is the shizzle. Read Starstruck. Nice. Ah, read X Factor Forever. Oh, I love you for that. Wheezy. Eventually, we'll get to talk about the first issue, dude. All right, eventually uh, we will. Uh, hopefully, before I read the second issue. Um, and yeah, and and uh, I'd say read Black Terror, but I'm gonna wait until I read more of it. Yeah, because you might not want people to read more. Uh, in your travels, uh, do yourself a favor. Step off the beaten path for a second and read Bear Fight. Uh, or, if that's not up your alley, then uh, read Boilerplate, because 
they're both badass and they're both pretty different. So yeah, I can't see too. boilerplate not not clicking with a whole mess of people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, great stuff. Julian, what should they be reading? All right, I want to hit my side here with three things. Oh, okay. they need to go by is SF20, the artist Street Fighter, because it has some of the best artists in the world the past 20 years in it. Some of these artists do some of the best versions of Marvel characters you've ever seen, ever. The best Spider-Man, best Psylocke. You should be reading iZombie because it's Mike Alred, it has zombies, and a wear in it. <laughs> and you should read Grant Morrison's Batman comics because that's all the education you need this summer. Nice. It's like summer school. It's like summer school that tastes good. That's right. That's right. Nice. 1997. Well, well and done. He didn't say, it, but by all means, please, uh, please uh, support web comics, including ants. So if you're surfing the web at work and you feel like uh, not looking at that TPS report for a minute, go to ants.julianlove.com and read something. That's right. Tomorrow's update. When this episode be up, so will ants. That's something to do with Iron Man. Nice. Nice. Very good. Hey, you, know what? Even, I didn't, you know what? We didn't even talk about Iron Man 2. Yeah, we will. That'd be okay. good because I'll have a chance to see it then. Oh, they haven't seen it. All right. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to go, but every day I get thwarted by something else. Mother's All Day right. put a real screw to my plans and all that. But anyway, yes. So, new 11 o'clock comics episode tomorrow, along with a new ant strip. How better does it get? It doesn't. And it uh, does what I was going to say is somebody called us out in the iTunes review because we say nice a lot, too. We do. Say, yeah, we do. But because it is nice. Nice. It's a good word. So, it's a nice word. Thank you for that review. It was nice. And uh, join us Absolutely again. Nice. Join us again next week when maybe Chris will be here. I don't know. You never know. We'll see. We may just we'll keep Julian or, or we might have our second contestant on if, if, he, if he makes bail. Yeah. I'll bum rush his spot again. I don't know. Maybe that'll happen. Let's see. If you would like to vote for Julian as our new host, then go to 11 comicscom and there'll be a, a forum thread posted. Do it. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. And we will see you. Uh, no, we won't see you, but we will talk to you next week. Be good. Love to your mamas. Bye. Bye. Punch in the face. Read dance.